All right. Welcome to Saturday night, Johnny Bean. As you can see, Johnny Bean is on the road. He will be back soon. But we're here to keep company until he gets back. I'm Robbie Stigel in Norman, Oklahoma. There's Johnny Bean on his way to the mountain. There's Mr. 40 Grit there. I am present. I am present. And we have Ron Gunner down here in a nicely lit basement. Better lit. Not nicely, but better. Thank you. <laughs> better. That's cool. And, you know, hey, Strategy Night Live. Here we are. Thank you to all the members for being here. We've got our Facebook friends, which I'm sure Johnny will turn on when he can. And thank you for the uh, all the people, the executive producers. I cannot name at this time, but I'm sure Johnny will when he gets back, too. And uh, thank you all for being here. And we're hopefully we'll keep you nice and entertained. Here, Johnny Bay. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> That's right. Rock on! <laughs> so what's up, Mr. Grit? You, you look like you've got something to say. No, I'm just reading the chat. Uh, wanted to say, hey, everybody. Hello, Alice. Uh, Alice is in the uh, house. Uh, Janice is here, as always. Uh, Sky Props here. Uh, uh, Alice, let's see. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Fraley's Fraley. here. Yeah, Mike Olson's in the house. Mike uh, Olson, Sky I saw, I saw uh, MPN out there. Yeah, MPN's here. Louis Villarreal's here, as always. Um, looks like Ron had some statements prior to getting started. So, hey, everybody, thanks for coming. Um, Johnny is on his way back. He's got a bunch of stuff to talk about. So once we get, uh, once he gets back, uh, uh, I'm sure that Johnny will have plenty to go over. So what I'll do is I'll keep an eye on the chat. You guys want to talk about anything? I put an opening, um, I put an opening statement in here tonight saying, asking what you guys, uh, what your favorite humbucker is. I'm just curious to see what some of the comments are. So looks like we got some, uh, guitar guys in the house. Uh, just curious as to what your go-to, uh, humbucker trembucker is and then uh, maybe we can start there and get uh, some guitar talk going so ron gunner what's your favorite humbucker? Hey. Hey, how you doing alice uh I, right now i mean as the years go by they've changed and right now i would have to say probably the uh the black winter from seymour duncan i have it in probably three guitars now it ha it's supposed to have that Sweden Swedish type metal sound to it, but mm. uh, it. But I mean, I put it. In, I got it in. Uh, well, I got it in that Solar. I got it in a Jackson, and I have it in a one of something else. One of the other ones too. It's down here, and it it. Obviously, the different wood types make it sound a little bit different, but it it's. Everybody's like, "Oh, you won't like that." It's a real high-pitched uh, pickup, and it's not. Well, at least not going through the angles and the mess of boogie. It's not, but I love it. I mean, I just, that's why I only bought one initially, and then after I heard it, I was like, "Well, hell, I'll just get a couple more." So that's what I'm. That's that's probably my favorite one right now. That's interesting. I just uh, I traded a guy for a guitar a while back, and he owned a guitar shop, and I had a Black Winter in it. And I told him, just go ahead and keep the pickup because I was going to be replacing it with the Sir SSH Plus, which is what Ryan Fraley just commented on. 
uh, the Sir SSH Plus that I played was really good. So let me ask you a question, Ryan. Was that because you heard about it from the show here? Because I talk about that pickup a lot. Or is it just something that you've been using for a while? Just go ahead and comment and I'll come back to you. But uh, Robbie, what's your favorite? Uh, what's uh, you, you like that custom 78, right? The the Duncan? All the way, man. All the way. Every guitar I have has one of those except for the uh, Bill Ijeson guitar. At least so what's I in play, that? Though. That's got just the Alico 2 well, production line pickup. So it doesn't have staggered windings. And uh, I don't believe it's it's wild with the 24 gauge either. Hmm. But uh, it's a good, it's a really good sound for what I play through. Well, I go through the, the tube amps. So the lower output is perfect for what I do. Now, what does that read? Going, like, what does that read when you, what does it measure? Oh, the, the 78 is yeah. about 9.1 to 9.2. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good mid. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, MPN says he likes his DiMarzio Evolution. The DiMarzio Evolution is a Steve Vai pickup. So uh, I I think they have, I'm pretty sure, the Evolution that I've always been familiar with was the uh, was the neck pickup that Charvel was known for, putting the DiMarzio Evolution inside the Charvel Sandemus, or the Charvel SoCal's and the Sandemus's back in the, uh, not too long ago. But yeah, those are great pickups as well. Um, looking for, waiting for Ryan. Oh, Ryan, I played a, a Strandberg at Eddie's Guitars in St. Louis. Didn't know it was a SSH Plus until after the fact. It was before uh, Robbie mentioned it on the podcast. So, um, oh, Ro uh, I didn't know you were a fan of the SSH Plus, Robbie. You are? Uh, no, no, actually not. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gunner Man uh, custom, uh, custom 5, Duncan Custom 5. Uh, my, uh, my favorite, uh, one of my, uh, definitely in my top five. Uh, the Duncan Custom 5 is a... Uh, that's an Alnico 5, so it's similar to the Duncan Custom, just uh, swapped out with an Alnico 5 magnet. So, yeah, definitely in my top three, uh, those are great pickups. Uh, Duncan makes good pickups. They're, they're yeah. hard to, uh, hard You'll to never get past. See the, uh, I had this, the Pegasus. I also like that one. The Pegasus. Uh, green, yeah, green guitar on a virtual background don't work very well. But, yeah, no, cool. it, uh, yeah, the the. I like the sound of the Pegasus too. Hmm. So, Ed Dana says his favorite humbucker is a single coil. <laughs> that's that's not a bad answer um, at all. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, I would say that my uh, my number one is probably the uh, the SSH plus, and I'll, I'll go with the uh, RTM, the uh, the. Uh, Warren Demartini, which is just a overpowered JB, and then I would probably say my number three is the Custom Five, which is a fantastic pickup. After that, it gets kind of muddy, but uh, I've got a lot of uh, favorite pickups. And uh, any new guitars this week for anybody, Robbie? Anything new? Oh, uh, no, no, nothing on the guitar front for me. Just uh, working on that uh, Lynch JK body guitar. It's coming along nicely, reshaping it, getting rid of the chubbiness, the fatness. Give it When's that going out for paint? Probably not too long. I'm going to have to get the money to, to send it for paint, too. So, you know, right now, uh, I'm 12 days away from paying for the gong. So that's my number one. 
Hello, Dwight Bailey. Hitman, Dwight Bailey in the house. What's the um, – Jana said that hers is the DiMarzio IBZ. I don't know, in, in my Dean – Vendetta, XMT, and whatever the other one is. So, what's the Demarzio IBZ? I'm curious. Is uh, I I I don't know what that is. What's up, Dwight Bailey? How you doing, man? Welcome in. Um, if you don't know, if you've just joined, uh, Johnny's on his way back from uh, doing some stuff today. He's got some cool stories to talk about. Once he arrives, you can see he's driving home right now. So, um, we're gonna uh, keep everything running until he gets uh, plugged uh, back in. Twelve more days to what Skyprop? Just 12 more days to what? Oh, until well, the gong? Yeah, that 12 more days until I have enough money to uh, hmm. pay Portsmouth Drum for the 38-inch symphonic paste. Oh, that's cool, man. It's it's uh, It's been tough. You know, I've really uh, I cut back everything all the way you could possibly cut. I'm going to do it 12 more days. I'm going to do it because I won't have this chance again. I'm telling you, if I have to get a knee... Uh, a hip replacement, I'll never be able to buy anything again. So this might be my last hurrah. And yeah. I've come so close before. Uh, I want to really, I want to get, I want to do that. As you can see, Johnny's in the mountains. Look at that rustic, rustic, uh, rustic scenery behind him. What do you think? Should I, should I give some, should I give some, um, some, some blue gas rambling to go with that? <laughs> go for it. I'll give you a little bit. That's a little bit here. Doing, give him the dueling banjos thing. Do, 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 well, do I don't know about that, but I'll do my own thing. You know, I'll be like, uh, let's see. If I start off, look at him go. <laughs> right through those mountains, Johnny. Looking out for land I just hope no one stops in front of him while he's watching the screen. Hi, Peggy. Go, Johnny. Go, Johnny. Uh oh, he's frozen. Oh. Grizzly Bean. Uh oh, Robbie's froze. Uh oh, Robbie froze out. Hey, Peggy, how you doing? Frozen. Johnny froze out. <laughs> he's I in the balance. He ain't gonna have good reception. But if he and, loses yeah. his signal, is that gonna shut everything off? No, no, we're good. Once we started on StreamYard, we're good. Okay. Uh Damon B 40 grit. What's the best playing guitar on your wall? Huh. I don't know. I think if somebody came in and said right now, hey, you're going to a gig, grab one guitar. I would grab I've grabbed my green Charvel, uh, Duncan RTM, uh, super. It's the uh, boat neck. This is a Warmoth boat neck. So if you're familiar with that, it is a V. 
very comfortable. It's an all-night guitar. So if you've ever gigged before, you guys know what an all-night guitar is instead of having to go to... Uh, um, when I was gigging, when I was living in Temecula, I would take seven guitars just because I wanted it to look cool and have a bunch <laughs> of guitars lined up. But um, if I were to do it now, I would probably go with one guitar, and this would probably be the guitar that I would take. Uh, I built this one. Uh, I did not build the neck. This is a Warmoth. It's a, um, it's a boat neck. But yeah, this would be the guitar that I would take if I had to go right now. So this would be the one. So, uh, Mr. Grit, Mr. Grit, yeah. how could you possibly keep all the strings on all those guitars fresh? <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, that's a good question. My guitar is humidified to 40 to 50%. So they're not going to get yucky unless I'm playing them, but, but they will go dead. I've got strings in here that are dead. And, uh, and uh, you, you know, you know, when you hear a string, if it's dead or not, it's, uh, you know, when a string's dead. So um, I have a lot of guitars that, uh, well, you need a backup, though. And what about alternate tunings? Um, yeah, that's a, those are good questions. Uh, my backup would probably be my, uh, my backup would be. Your Warren D. Martini. No. Old Faithful. So this, as you can see, this one's been, this is Old Faithful. This would be the one that would go with me. This would be the backup. Probably not a good choice for a backup with a single humbucker. I don't know, man. Uh, boil them, Louis Villarreal says. Yeah, you can, uh, you can boil them, just like Edward used to do. But yeah, that would be the backup guitar. Speaking of Warren Martini, I guess just to keep the, uh, keep the vibe going, check out this. So about two months ago, I got a phone call from Performance Guitar in Hollywood, and uh, the gentleman that uh, the gentleman that built Warren's uh, snakeskin guitar, um, he's retiring, and uh, he said, "Hey, I'm going to do one more, and do you want it?" And I said, "Yes, I do." So this is the last, uh, I have uh, documented that this is uh, the last uh, snakeskin that uh, performance will be doing. And it's a, uh, I've got another one, as you can see right there. But I wanted the, um, the single coil, which I think is cool because, you know, there's two versions of Warren Martini. There was the rat, the, uh, the out of the cellar invasion of your privacy version. And then once they started to get into the later years, Warren started using the neck pickup a lot. So, you know, this is a cool version to have. I mean, just, I think it's super cool. I like so, it. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, where do you, big block, um, perfection. That's a cool thing about performance guitars where you don't know anything about performance. Uh, you know, uh, Frank Zappa turned... Dweezil on to performance. Frank Zappa turned Vi on to performance. Uh, that was the uh, the flame guitar from the Going Crazy video. That's a performance. Um, they also have a, uh, they've also got another flame guitar hanging down there in the shop. But, uh, and then uh, just a bunch of different players. You know, Warren got involved with them. Very small shop in Hollywood. 
uh, if you're in Hollywood, I highly recommend you go by and uh, check in and uh, and check out all the cool guitars they have there. So yeah, this is uh, this is a Warren D. Martini. This is the real deal Python. And um, in my opinion, I don't know if it gets cooler. I mean, if you're, I don't I don't know where this ranks with regards to coolness, but in my opinion, this is probably one of the uh, one of the cooler ones on my wall, in my opinion. You know, the Demartini was always a cool guitar player, right? Hey, Chris he King, was. my Aussie brother, man. Chris yes, he King, was. He's, or he is, he's like, actually. Yeah, is. Chris King, man. Welcome, man. Akadaka. So getting back into the chat. Chris King, thanks, man. Thanks for the uh, compliment. Um, Lewis, welcome in. He said hello. Uh, yeah, so... Um, New guitar for me. This is, and this is gonna be it for a while, I think. I got that Friedman, and then um, this will be it for a while. But I mean, how can you turn down, um, Robbie? I mean, look at this thing, man. Again, there's that crazy, that thin. Yeah, it's got a big flute on it, but that's because it was a, you know, more recent. Super, super recent. thin, man. It's just crazy thin. Nice thin neck. Good good profile on it yeah nice guitar so yeah so uh what's your next choice uh louis villarreal what's my next choice well my first choice would probably always be edward this is real snakeskin chris king this is the real deal um this is real python <laughs> python in the uh you're in love video or lay it down video that's anaconda that guitar is in still in the Chicago Hard Rock Cafe, um, and then uh, the ones that Performance did was uh, uh, the ones that Performance did are Python. So these are these are Python, real Python. Both, you know, it's, it's got a it's got an interesting feel, but uh, yeah, uh, Cooney does a great job with these. They're awesome, man. So. Um, yeah, EVH is my first choice. Lynch second, and then uh, D Martini is my number three. So, but D Martini's, you know, he always had a cool factor. So, <laughs> Chris King says I have pet snakes, so I know it's Python. Yeah, definitely Python. Um, yeah, poor snake. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I watched a a thing on Florida the other day. Have you seen the pythons in Florida? Yes. Yeah, they're like out of control, like eating the the some some endangered cougars down there, and and uh, they had an eighteen foot long, two hundred and fifty pound, and they said and they had it on video. I was watching this uh, YouTube channel, and they said that they're uh, that they're they're uh, euthanizing a lot of them as they're pulling them out because they're just out of control. So, yeah. yeah there's an open open hunting on them right now, year round. Really? Mm -hmm. Huh. That's cool. Ed Dana has eight Stratocasters. Wonder what years those are. Ed, type in the years. Let's hear. Let's hear about them. Chris Chris King saw Warren live with uh, White Snake. That was a rarity. That was a very uh, lucky for you to see that. The only thing I've seen with him and White Snake is on YouTube, and I think it was in Russia. They did a show with Warren, and uh, so if you got to see White Snake with Warren, that was a that was cool. He was actually playing this. He was actually playing one of the, playing his in the uh, in the White Snake shows. I was front row. Man, 
That's okay. That's awesome. Uh, he likes just like the iguanas out there. Uh, do you have uh, iguanas in Temecula? I never saw iguanas in Temecula. G. G. Butchnoff is from my uh, stomping grounds from when I live in Temecula. He knows where uh, where I used to gig and. Have you been to the Temecula Wine and Beer Garden? Because that's where we used to play all the time. He played the sword guitar as well. Yeah, sword guitar was cool. Oh, talking about Florida. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Halface says, honestly, I assume those were painted. Well, Charvel does have the painted version. This is the painted version of uh, the Charvel Warren Martini. So they're cool. The cool thing about these, they got his autograph on the back of them. Maybe if I ever go to see him, I'll take one of my performance and see if I can get him to sign the back of it. I'm not sure if he would or not, because I'm pretty sure he's still got a pretty strong endorsement with, um, with Charvel. I bet he would. try, though. I bet he you would. Think he he's would? Been, yeah, I think he would. He's, he's that kind of guy. At least he seems like he is. Yeah, he's he's very quiet. Every time I've met him, he's very super quiet. Yeah, like gee, uh, <laughs> yeah, gee, I played uh, Old Town. Old Town was uh, Old Town played. Uh, shoot, man. I mean, where else do we play? Um, Ed Data has a Strat Plus. That's a good one. He's got an 84 or 294, so those are decent, too. And then he's talking about Harley Benton's in early 80s PVs and an arts caster with a 70s neck and a bullet truss rod. The bullet well, truss rod, the Jakey Lee truss rod, yeah. Well, I, I think the uh, 84 and the 94 sound pretty good. Strat Plus was pretty decent, too. That was a decent guitar. Unless you got the one with the swimming pool route. <laughs> Nothing ever could come up good at that. Skyprop yeah, yeah. Sky says this is the PETA friendly version correct this is the PETA friendly version like that it's not glossy yeah it's cool it's a flat yeah hey Sky how far away are you from Pittsburgh Janice said 40. I has no hat on. Like, shall I put on a hat or shall I leave the hat off? That's a good question. <laughs> hat or no hat? Yeah, 94. That that's uh close to my custom shop year. Uh, that that came with a uh one of those bridges that that Floyd helped Fender design. Although the custom shops came with the one with both signatures. It said Fender and Floyd was on it. They uh, farmed out those bridges, but they're still pretty good. It's got the LSR roller nut locking uh, locking tuners. The only thing yep. I didn't like about that is the they they had a, like a it wasn't a chrome tuner; it was a, like a flat tuner they put on there. So I, I didn't think that looked too good. But I'm that's, only that's about, a pretty decent guitar. I'm only about fifty minutes away, Sky. You guys live by each other? Apparently, we're about an hour away. Huh. 
Yeah, I, th I thought those lace senses are pretty good. You get a warm sound out of those. Oh, Lori's here, Robbie. There you go, Robbie. Lori. Hey, hey, Lori. All right. Well, thanks for coming by, Lori. Yeah, as you know, I, I do have a song ready for you. So uh, <laughs> I decided well, to get right to it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'll see how we do it here. The sounds of tune. All right, here we go. Well, that star breaks and comes back when you got nowhere else to go. When things just go off that track, no matter what you buy. Let's let's get let's kick this in. Let's kick this in. It's shit here, Glasgow. Two and. When you least expect it, it's all you want cares, even though they don't want to let you go. And I know you stay on your way, and I didn't trust that you help me when I hear the most, you help me when I hold the toast, you help me when I need a different host, and I can't say. Let's get some here. Good job, man. 
Thanks, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I hope you all enjoyed that. Thank you, Lori. Hope you enjoyed that too. Dad, I wrote that song because y'all been having a hard time cutting back, trying to trying to get this gong, trying to get across that. Uh, thank you, Penny. Uh, trying to get it, trying to get it done. And uh, Mike Olson sent me a PayPal last night for twenty bucks. He told me he said go to Jersey Mike's and get this up. And I was like, oh, thank you, Mike. Thanks so much. So I went. I put $10 in the car. I knew I could probably get it with seven. I said, I'll, I'll put the 10 in and maybe I could scrape it some change. I don't know. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Glad you guys like it. And uh, so I get to the Jersey Mike's and there's a young couple and they get to the door first because I I have a hard time moving around. You know, I'm just decaying and I'm just, you know, really hard. And, you know, they were in front of me. They ordered it all. And I, I went up and talked to the guy. and said, well, I didn't see you last night. I said, yeah, I couldn't come last night. I didn't have anybody to, to – uh, you're welcome, Lori. You're welcome. I didn't have anybody to buy the sub, but I said my friend my friend Mike sent me the money for the – he said, go to, go to Jersey Mike. Go get your Jersey Mike from me, you know. So, you know, he makes the sub, and he gets it all done. And, uh, and, and I go up to pay for it. And the girl at the checkout looks at me, and she says – Sir, the people, the couple before you paid for your sandwich and they didn't want you to know until they left. And I was floored. I swear a tear ran down my eye. I could not believe it. Now, this time, when I needed, needed the most to try to make it through that the 12 days, and dang it, we're uh, an hour and a half away from 11 days right now. And uh, I was just like, wow, man, that was so great. And that's what the this song is. Is inspired by the kindness, making my heart glow. Uh, even though they won't let you know, you know, when you least expect it, someone cares, you know, even though you're remain unaware, you know, you help me when I need it the most, you know, I can say, holy smokes. I mean, it's just a big thank you to these people that I don't even know. I don't know if they recognize the Plymouth from the shorts. I don't know if they've seen me on YouTube. Or they just wanted to buy me a sandwich because they, they heard that maybe I'm having a hard time. And uh, that's why. That's why I did it. And, yeah, that's right, Lori. There are good people out there. And uh, that's what the inspiration was from that, for that for that song. And there's even more. Of course, you guys know me. There's always more, right? So I had to restring this guitar because it was staying tuned. And the, the action was coming up on her, right? The action was coming up on her. And this bridge here was, was raising up again, okay? It's got the bridge doctor in there. Well, I took the springs off, and the bridge doctor fell out of the guitar. And I was like, oh, my God. So I checked it all out. And the bridge doctor was fine. And I screwed it back in there because I've got the screw that holds the bridge doctor down is, you know, covered up in the actual bridge, so you can't see it. But it was still stout. It was not spinning. So I put the bridge doctor in from inside, spinning it back in the same hole. So this hole wasn't stripped. I don't understand how it came undone. But then I tightened it up. I tightened it up. And I thought, okay, okay. I don't want to get it too tight. I want to be able to play the guitar. I need it for tonight, obviously. Tomorrow, every day, I, I put a video out with this guitar. Well, uh, I look, and there is the smallest. If you look really closely, you can see the smallest little... Uh, little piece coming up right in front of the bridge there. The piece that holds this uh, bridge doctor to give it the cantilever lever uh, pressure 
to bring this this hump down start started to crack through the the soundboard on the guitar i backed it off it's holding it's holding it is and it's still good and i'll it won't take me long to go through these strings it'll be two weeks each strings the, the action is playable it might even be about where it was at before but next time i change the strings i'm gonna get i'm gonna cut a piece of uh a poplar to go in the in the soundboard to fit between the webs i'm going to use poplar because it's the the wood dispersing the pressure of that one point that's the that's that's pushing a captor to leave and the the bridge doctor and i want to use the softwood because those japanese craftsmen in 1977 when they made this thing wanted light woods for better sounds probably lose a little bit of sound with that but I'm going to have to do it. And uh, I don't want to use a heavy wood because that's really going to make it sound. I don't want to sound like a Fender or something. This is 77 Alvarez. There's a reason why it sounds so good. So uh, I'm going to go ahead with that. You know, with next next strict change, probably in another two weeks. But uh, I do love this guitar. And it sounds really good. And I write on it and play it every day as a video. And uh, so that's a little backstory with that, what I had to go through to get it just to play it right now. And uh, it ain't easy going for 77 guitars that they didn't use laminate. It's all wood. There's no laminate on this thing. But it takes a lot of work to get it to play. And I hope to keep it playing. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yes, Michael said you are a great friend. You know, Lori, thank you so much for coming and watching. I really wanted to sing that song for you. And thank you everybody that enjoyed hearing it. And thank you all for coming here and wait for John to get back and listen to us guys. And, uh, you know, just a, just a total thank you, thank you, thank you. Rock on! <laughs> all right, proceed, Mr. Grant. I know you have something to say. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you, buddy. <laughs> um, no, we'll, uh, get, we'll, get, we'll get Grit started here. Chief <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Cheech asked me if I work on basses. Yeah, man. I mean, like you work, you work on guitars, you work on basses. They're very similar. Basses, uh, I used to always enjoy when I was working at Sir and a bass came across because uh, I knew it was going to be an easy day. You know, I mean, there's only so much you can do there. A lot of, not a lot of play. I, I mean, I guess there is playability there, but uh, a lot more playability tweaks on a six string vices versus a four string or a five string bass. But uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Of course, I work on. Uh, I don't do it. Uh, I don't do it full time. I don't. I work out of my garage. So if somebody says they have something that they like me to work on or whatever, then I'll do. I'll do it. But I don't. Uh, I've got a full time job doing things, other things. So. Cheech, same who's here. Whose rig is that, Ron? In your background. That's actually Rhodes? what Randy. Yeah, that's what Randy yeah. played. That's what I figured. Thank you, Janice. You know. You know, Janice can write some some uh, lyrics too, and she wrote that wrote that industrial town, which hippie wanted on uh, Wednesdays. This is coming up Wednesday's Wednesday Deadhead Radio, and he said, "Send me another one." And then he sent me a another message saying, "Well, it's eight minutes long, so it's probably good by itself. So don't send another." Because I had sent to uh, Wild and Free, which is something I did a week the week before, 
And then he sent me back and said, well, I'm going to put your second one on later on the show, so I'll go ahead and send it again. So so I sent it to him again. I hadn't heard from him back yet, but Hippie's good. Hippie's good people. He likes to play like crazy stuff. Do you guys buy stuff off OfferUp? You guys ever buy anything off OfferUp? I haven't, no. You guys have OfferUp back there? You guys live? I'm sure yeah. they do. Yeah, we yeah, but I'm I'm uh I get a lot of stuff off marketplace and then uh I got uh, now there's a new place around here called MacBid. And it's only in this Pittsburgh, uh, Wheeling, or West Virginia and Ohio area. And uh, it's all these lamps I'm getting. I'm winning them for a dollar, all these LED lamps. <laughs> hmm. I uh, I had some time off this week, and I had uh, a guy posted a EVH uh, uh, Frankenstein pickup. And he wanted it for 160 bucks. He wanted 160 bucks for it. And I hit him at 100 and he said, let's go. And... Uh, I went to go meet him and the guy never showed up. And I was like, are you, are, are you kidding me right now? Like, uh, like why would somebody say let's go and then not do it? Or maybe I'm just getting old. That could, that could be too. Marketplace is my number one place. Lori, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for letting me play the song for you. Uh, you're, you're, you're super smurfette. Have a great night. Market, I got, I got, uh, when the PS5s were hard to buy, um, cause I've been video nerd for years and, uh, a guy in Canton, Aww. a guy in Canton, Ohio had one. And, uh, he told me, you know, I got a hold of me. He said, sure, I'll get it. I, I, he, I'll sell it. And I said, okay, I'll come up tonight. He goes, oh, okay, that's good. So, Whoa. Oh, I said, uh, all right, I'm, I'm on my way. So he gave me an address. And then he texted me back and said, so you are on your way? I said, yeah. He goes, all right, well, if you're coming all this way, it's like a two and a half hour drive from where I'm at. He's like, I'll go ahead and knock another $50 off. I said, okay. So we get up Is there. That... Go ahead. Keep up. We get up there, and I knocked at the door, and the asshole never answered. He wouldn't come to the door. So I ended up driving five hours for nothing. I think I'm out on it. I think I'm out on offer up. Um, Johnny, thank thank the Lord, <laughs> thank the Lord. Johnny Bean is here. Um, <laughs> you, what did I miss? We still live in at San Francisco. You guys ready? Yeah, yeah. Let's start yeah. the show. Hey, can we start? Can you play the intro music and everything so we can get everything started? Here we go. All right, cool. Hey, this is Ricky Rocket, and you're watching my buddy Johnny Bean right here on his channel. That was the pre-show. None of you guys were supposed to see any of that. It was either that or you could have watched me eat. What's up? You want me to take it from here? 
Dude. Please. <laughs> What's up, dudes? This is Johnny Bean. This is Friday night. It is July 22nd, 2023. Eight, it's 11.39 p.m. Eastern, right? 8.39 p.m. Pacific. 9.39 uh, Norman, Oklahoma time. 10.39 in Norman. Oh, 8, 9, 10. Okay. 10.39. You guys... You guys, you guys, I I had an awesome day today. I can't wait to tell you guys what was going on. I actually have footage that I'd filmed from the event that I was at, uh, but I I need to hurry up and edit it together and throw it into in the streamyard, which maybe I can do. Maybe I can do that. Maybe if Robbie wants to sing that song again, I did <laughs> see some of that. I was driving, but of course the the reception, you know, with streamyard and and driving over the mountain, it's it's awful. So I I kind of saw some of it. You guys probably saw me like glitching out and stuff um norman is central time that's right ryan fraley so hey let's do this let's uh let's say hello to the top tier of channel members here on johnny bean tv here on youtube channel membership it's waking up support the channel and support these shows the top tier are the executive producers and if i can find that card why do i keep losing that okay Okay, first of all, channel has been deleted is a, is a, or channel, what? Channel has been deleted is a top tier member. I need to add their name to this. CC, Stephen Franklin, Michael Smith, Music Therapy Laz, who is stuck in traffic right now. He was actually down here in Santa Cruz. He's never getting home. That traffic was awful on the way uh, north. On the way south, obviously, it was fine. I got here in record time. Uh, let's see. Sherman Callahan, 40 Grit. There you are, man. John Moronic, uh, Majestic PB&J Cat, Guitarman 45, Janice Lala, the intern, R. Habs, Warlag, Patty Dill, and Fairfield Guitar Co. What's up? Those are ch- That's the top tier of channel members here on Johnny Bean TV. Consider becoming a channel member. If you'd like to help support the channel, support these shows. That's a, a way you can do that. Another way is with Super Chats. If you look behind me, you'll see what we call the Guitar Moir. And any Super Chats, any uh, uh, donations towards the channel, towards these shows, magically change the color of those lights in real time while we are live. It's a pretty cool thing. And uh, speaking of live, uh, we're also, oh, we're here on YouTube, obviously, and we are very close to 10,300. We're about 50 subscribers away to 10,300 subscribers. So if you're brand new here, if you just happen to be watching this 43 minutes into the video, it might be kind of rare, but we might be, there might be some new people here. Consider smashing that subscribe button. And we're also live on Facebook, Johnny Bean uh, Profile. I, oh, no, we're not, because I need to unlock that, because uh, that's, that's something we have to do. Facebook stars, you can help support the channel over there. And speaking of Facebook, we're also live in the exclusively Van Halen group. It's 62,000 members. We're live in the EVH Gear Fans Live group, EVH Gear Fans Live page, and the Johnny Bean TV uh group as well we are live okay facebook friends if we are facebook friends you now see the stream i'm saying hi in there so uh say hi i guess let's see what else what (laughs) i said hi hi how are you i'm I'm going to (laughs) 
is that? That's this guy. Ron Gunner. I got no arm. Oh, no. I'm getting eaten right here. Oh. Dude. I can actually I can actually add something to that. Um, go right, go right ahead, Johnny. Johnny. Okay. All right. All right. Um, you guys, you guys. Okay, I was at a, uh, a rock swap meet today. I have footage on my phone from the event. I'll try to edit that together as quick as I can. I'll show it maybe a little later. I'll upload it into here and, and I'll show you some of the, the footage. Um, but which, what I didn't tell you guys is that, uh, well, I told you guys this, but uh, today is Jason Becker's birthday. And so that's where I was. I was at Jason Becker's house. I was at his birthday party the past cool. uh, past few hours. So uh, and I didn't I didn't film anything there. Uh, normally we take like a like a selfie or something. I didn't do any of that. Uh, it was just some close uh, family and friends. Um, but uh, I'll show you a clip. This is actually from his birthday party in 2010. This was actually this was at his house in his backyard, right? Don't from it. All right, Johnny Bean hanging out with Big Pimp Jason Becker. Hello, Jason. This is uh. All right. Damn, Jason's so goddamn handsome. Look at him. All right. Uh, all right. And there's Mike pimping Bar or Barney over here, and then Dan, just. God damn it, it's sexy. <laughs> Too fucking sexy. And of course, me. <laughs> uh, you Didn't you go to Costa Rica? <laughs> that's my friend Dave Lopez. Dave Lopez and I, that's Dave. We were hanging out. The way the way that happened was uh, I was leaving the the, the rock and swap uh, meet in Alameda. As I was leaving, my friend Dave there was in line to get to get in. He's like, Johnny, he saw me. So we, I went back into the place, hung out a little bit. And then basically we went over to Jason's house and, and hung out for a couple hours. So, but that's footage from 2010. So that's the first time I met Jason. Um, so how many years? That was 13 years ago. So. Uh, you were what, yeah. 10? It, yes. 10, yeah. 10 or 12? Yes. <laughs> yeah and then that guy dan that he showed in that video clip he uh he helps uh jason uh make music if a lot of you guys know jason still makes music to this day using computers that guy dan there he, he's uh he's uh like like his producer and his uh engineer and everything so so yeah anyway that's that's what i was doing today um but uh, I told Robbie, I'm like, well, I don't know what, you know, maybe we should push the show back an hour, which if we would have, we would have been starting right now anyway. Um, but he's like, he's like, no, let's start. You know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some stuff. So, so yeah. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for letting me do that, Johnny. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, everybody say happy birthday, Jason Becker in the chat. Happy birthday, Jason Becker. Yeah, it was it was good seeing him. I hadn't seen him since. Uh, well, actually, he was on my show. The last time I saw him, he was on he was on the show, channel here. It was him and Richie Cotson. They were both on here. Um, but the last time I saw Jason in person would have been a, a birthday party like twenty nineteen, I guess. Yeah, it's been quite a while. So, so that that was cool. 
Awesome. So actually what I'll do is I'm going to edit together some of this footage from this thing I was at so I can upload that so we can look at the, some of that in a, in a, in a few because it, it was a pretty cool event. I wish, uh, I wish Laz would have gone with me. He would have ha had a great time. He would have left there with stacks and stacks of vinyls and probably like T-shirts and stuff. It, it was all kinds of, of uh, music-related stuff. You'll see. I'll upload the. Let me. Let me. Uh, I'll upload the footage. I'll. I'll do that, and you'll see it. So. Did you buy anything? Uh, I bought a guitar strap. Hmm. There's a, a company there. Um, here, let me grab their. Uh, actually, let me, let me just do this. Um, yeah, there, there's a company there called Rocket Music. And and they do uh, here here. I'll show you guys their their Instagram. We were actually supposed to meet up at um, at the Nam show, but we ended up uh, not being able to meet up. I know it's blurry. They're called Rocket Music, or she is. There she is. Yeah, Rocket Music. And as you can see, Ms. Detroit underscore follows them. Amanda Amanda Peters actually knows them. And she's been getting guitar straps from them. That's what they were telling me. Um, but uh, yeah, Rocket Music Gear. And they make a bunch of straps and, and cables and stuff. And that's the event I was at today right there, the Rock and Roll Flea Market in Alameda. So yeah, that's their booth. That's That was their booth from today right there. So so I bought a guitar strap. And they actually, they actually gave me a... Um, uh, she also makes uh, 3D printed pick holders, guitar pick holders, and they actually gave gave me one to uh, to give away. So maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll give that away. Do you, Tracy, what's up, Tracy? Great to see you on Facebook. Tracy's a good friend of mine. Good to see you, man. Wow. Anyway. Let me throw that footage into iMovie, make a little movie for you guys, and then I'll, I'll upload it, and you guys can you guys can see it. Um, so I'll do that. I'll do that right now. <laughs> It'll be okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> Smash that thumbs up. <laughs> okay, let me see. Storyboard movie. I want to make a full movie of this. All right, I will do that. Oh, good. I actually I did an intro. I actually talked and, and showed where I was. So I will uh, I will make a, a movie here. And I met some cool people there too. Let's see. Uh, hey, Zach. This stuff will all be out of order. None of this will, will be in order, but it's okay. All right. Six minutes. Or no, five minutes. Oh, that's perfect. Great movie. I can upload a five-minute movie into StreamYard. This is perfect. Okay, let's save that. Hopefully, I got space on my phone to do this. This better work. Hopefully, this works. <laughs> let's see zach peggy jan oh here we go 
James says, I've seen videos of Jason Becker playing when he was younger. Um, yeah, Jason Becker is actually one of the best guitar players in the world. And that's no joke. Anybody that knows who he is, uh, the albums that he's done, and a lot of people, um, a lot of guitar players know who he is, well, myself, because he, he ended up uh, recording one of David Lee Roth's albums a record called A Little Ain't Enough. There was actually two guitar players on that album. It was Jason and and a guy um, by the name of, um, oh, crap, why did, I, why did I forget his name? Hunter, Hunter, Steve Hunter. Is it Steve Hunter? Yeah, I think. They both handled guitars on A Little Ain't Enough. And I've met Steve. I actually have a video of him playing at a, a Jason Becker benefit on the channel here, along with Joe Satriani. Steve Hunter, it's Steve Hunter, right? Okay, here we go. All right, I'm gonna, how should I do this? I can actually upload this straight to StreamYard, I think. I forget. Didn't Jason start out with uh, Marty Friedman? He was with Marty Friedman. Um, they they did, uh, they had a band. They were doing albums. They were touring. They were doing um, clinics. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, what else? There's actually, a, there's a great documentary about Jason called Not Dead Yet. And it was, it was released in theaters. Um, at least around here it was. I went to all the screenings. Jason was there. And uh, you can watch it. It's probably on YouTube. It's, it's probably on, you know, a bunch of different streaming places. If you guys have not seen it, if you want. Oh, sorry. That's me. Hang on. <laughs> Crap. How do I mute that? Can you hear that? Twice. Oh, wait. There we go. What? What? Okay, how do I how do I upload twice. this? Twice. 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 <laughs> oh, okay, here's what I got to do. I got to put this on my computer. There's a few different steps in this. Okay, so I need to upload this to YouTube and then download it and then upload it again. Okay, so it's four and a half minutes. Next, let's see, upload, make it uh, private. Upload. All right, so I got. I have to upload that footage and then download it. Um, let's see. Yeah, if you guys have never seen it, it's called Not Dead Yet. It features my friend Dave Lopez, who I hung out with today. Uh, it features um, uh, Matt Blackett, formerly a guitar uh, player magazine, who's another good friend friend of mine. Uh, it features uh, Mike Varney. If you guys are familiar with Shrapnel Records. Mike was actually in that clip that where, where I was holding the guitar. Um, he's, he's a great dude. And if you guys have not seen it, definitely check it out. I, I'm assuming most of you are familiar with who Jason Becker is. But if you're not, or maybe you only know his name and you only know he played with Roth. If you don't know his backstory, check out this, this documentary. It's, I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'm sure it's on like, like Netflix and stuff. Um, let me see. Let me actually not dead yet here. 
Um, buy or rent. Okay, it says you can you can rent it on YouTube. Here's this. I I'll, I'll put this in the chat for you guys. You, you know we uh, you know we love we love uh, Edward Van Halen. This is a video that they released. Um, I'm not gonna play it, but I'll I'll put it in the chat for you guys so you guys can can watch it later. It's a video of Edward at Jason's house, um, where I just was. <laughs> Um, okay, there it is right there. If you guys have not seen this, check this out. Eddie Van Halen visits Jason, August 31st, 1996. Um, that video has 1.2 million views. That's pretty cool. Wow. The cool thing about that video is he's playing a lot of stuff that was all Van Halen 3. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm pretty sure that, that was before Van Halen three was released. He's playing Fire in the. It was hole. a couple he's years. Playing, yeah. yeah, he's he's playing a lot of cool licks on that, and uh, I think he even says on that, "Hey, this is stuff we're working on," and it's just uh, it's a really cool video if you haven't seen that. So yeah, definitely click on that and check that out. It's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Okay, let's see, Jason Becker. There's actually a brand new video they dropped today that they told me about. I have not seen it yet. They sent it to me. Let me make sure it's here. If it's here, I'll put it in the chat. I've um, got his pickup in my pickup box. I've just never wired it in. I should wire that pickup in and check it out. I've got one of his pickups. The Seymour Duncan? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's oh, called cool. a per- Perpetual Burn. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. I should wire that I, in. Check it out. I want to try yeah. one of those ones you were talking about, 40. What's that? The HH, the HH ones. Oh, the SSH up. Plus? Right, yeah. Try out the SSH Plus, man. The SSH Plus by Sir is a... <laughs> oh, I'm program. not dead, people. I'm not, I'm not dead. I'm awake. <laughs> Robbie's not dead yet. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> Tracy said, wire that up. Now, uh, by, by chance, Johnny, is this the Tracy Chapman? Uh, not the one that sings the song that you covered, no. Okay. I was just no, curious. this is a different Tracy Chapman. Yes. No offense. <laughs> Breaking news. That is not Tracy Chapman that, that uh, <laughs> sings that song. No, Tracy, he actually, he actually sings other songs. Right, Tracy? Do you have a fast car, Johnny? <laughs> I do, because apparently I got here in record time. You couldn't believe where I came from, man? I can't believe I got here as quick as I did. Tracy does not have a fast car. Let's see. Okay, I'm uploading the video. It has to go through. Uh, uh, it has to be checked for copyright once, once it's up. I will download it and then upload it to here. And it's about it's just under five minutes of footage from the uh, the rock and swap meet that I was at, which is pretty, which was really cool. <clears throat> um, actually, let me. Well, you know, I am wearing this Ned T-shirt, Johnny. Mm-hmm. The Ned shirt. 
Yeah. 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 Ned's not feeling well, you guys. So. What? Well, he is not true. He threw up four times. Oh, okay. He ate too much grass. Well, that's why they eat the grass. So they do that. They, they feel the need to, to purge themselves at times. Mm-hmm. Oh, here yeah, we go. Chris Kick. Oh, excuse me. Let me, let me just scan through this video. Okay, they, they sent me this video. I have not seen this yet. It was uploaded 12 hours ago. There's this guy called the, the Neurotic Guitarist. Have you guys seen his channel? The Neurotic Guitarist. Apparently, he has the... In that video that I that I put in the... In the, uh, the um, anyway, I'll show you guys a screen cap. I'm sure you guys have seen uh, seen this video of Eddie at Jason's house playing this guitar. This is a PV Wolfgang. Edward uh, gave this guitar to Jason. He signed the guitar. Now they uploaded a video today. The neurotic guitarist has the guitar because yeah, it wasn't it wasn't at uh, Jason's house when I was there. There's the guitar right there. See, it's it's signed. It says to Jason. Let's see if we can read it. Why does Jason not have it? Well, I haven't seen this video yet. Um, Is it for sale? It might be. It might be for sale. I see your wheels turning, 40. <laughs> My wheels are always turning, especially when it comes to guitars. There they are. That's that's them at Jason's house right there. Yeah, I haven't seen this video yet, um, but it, it, it's titled Eddie Van Halen's Gift to Jason Becker. We need your help is what it's titled. Um, wait, what does that say? There was just a, like a, it just said something on the, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think what they're saying in this video is that uh, the guitar is, is for sale. I think they're saying quality of life for Jason. Money equals quality of life for Jason. So there you go. Yeah, and the, the signature on the guitar says, Jason, we will play guitar together in the future. That's what it says. Um, okay, so I haven't seen this video yet, but I think uh, I think they're saying the guitar is for sale. So, Forty Grit is about to make an offer. Well, it looks like Forty Grit will be selling <laughs> selling a lot of guitars by that because they're going to want a lot of money. I'm watching the video right now. Yeah, it's going to go for quite a bit. Because the video, I mean, it's Eddie's playing the guitar. You can see Eddie sign the guitar. He gives it to Jason. And it's not only like a guitar that Eddie signed and played. It was gifted to Jason Becker. And it has been at Jason Becker's house since 1996. 
And Mr. Grit, is this worth selling like most of your guitars to get? I'm in a strange place right now with regards to all these guitars. So maybe. Oh. <laughs> right on. I mean, they become, I, I, after a while, they become a liability. Mm. I mean, like you spend your whole life collecting all these guitars and then like at, at a certain point in time, you're like, okay, hold on a second. I, you know you have a problem when you go in your guitar closet and open up a case and go, oh, I forgot I had that. You know, like it's just it's just kind of very true but i think i will uh i think i will watch that video hey I, I mean i put a price on it johnny i mean we did like uh we talked about the cat guitar speaking of which there's no cat guitar updates what's a, what's going on man like you've talked nothing about that um did he well, send you I... pictures of the of yes the... yes oh. i have uh, i have updates oh sorry hang on I have updates um, from John, John Gatto. I, I have updates from him, uh, and we can we can show, we can show some of that. Okay, hang I on. I would a like sec. to see that. Uh, I would like to see that Floyd Rose. It'd be cool to see that. Oh, okay, okay. I have those photos. I have forty. I bet you're talking at least fifty grand for that. What for that signed Eddie one? Yeah. I no, wouldn't that, pay fifty grand that, for that. Well, you're that you're looking at probably, I'd say seven hundred fifty thousand or more. The, here's the problems behind that guitar. There's well, here's seven, what it is. It's it's one. It's one right. of the one. It's one of the uh, like original runs. Jim De, Jim DeCola can tell you exactly what that guitar is. Want me to call him? I have his number. <laughs> I can show you guys photos of that guitar. I, I've got I've got tons of photos that I've taken of it over the years. Um. Let's see. You, you know, Warren D. Martini did a. Um, they had one on reverb. Right. They right had a, a. They had a bomber guitar. It's one of these. I don't know. I don't know which side it is. Whatever. One who was sitting over there. Uh, you got, but uh, you, got, you got film of Eddie signing it, playing it with Jason right there. That's 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 heavy. That's heavy duty Providence. That's a that's going to go to Sotheby's. That's be auctioned off. It's going oh to yeah, go yeah, yeah. It's going to go to a major auction company. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it could. It, it probably could get in the million range, probably pretty easily. Being as collectible right. it is, with all the provenance, yeah. Well, I'd like to congratulate the new owner. You'd see, you'd see, forty grit with the guitar. Living it ain't gonna be me. <laughs> they rent the porta potty, and you know. Hey, Dane's here. He'll be Dane's sitting here. outside. Dane, Dane. Okay, really quickly. Here's a couple of photos that I took of the guitar years ago, when I was at Jason's house. This is back in 2015. Back in 2015, I, I took this photo of the the signature. Yeah, sorry, it's blurry, but. Let me see. There, there it is on, on Jason's wall at his house. Right there. And the thing is, it's not like a, a regular... Um, it's not a regular Wolfgang. Well, 
Also, if you're a Jason Becker fan, also here's a few other photos I've taken of his guitars. You guys might recognize this guitar. That's a, a Carvin. That was one guitar that he, he famously played. Um, there's this one here. That one's actually on one of his album covers. That one, and then, and then this one. This one right here, Eddie actually plays in that video as well. He plays this guitar. This was the original one of the original numbers guitars. This was a PV. Uh, let's see. There, there's another another one of Jason's guitars. Right there. I think uh, Nita Nita Strauss when she was at Jason's house some years back, she plays this guitar. Those there's are some serious cutaways. Yeah. I know, look at that. Look at that. Um there's some they have some mini guitars. Look at that. There's some mini Van Halens and then he has his own mini guitar there. There's some artwork. His dad Gary is a is an artist. He does a lot of artist a lot of art. And he's he's done a lot of stuff over the years. Oh, you guys were talking about flame guitars earlier. I saw. Jason has one of those flame guitars. Uh, I think it's performance, I think. Hey, I'm trying to figure out where my Jason Becker poster is. I've got a poster, and instead of he him signing now, he does his thumbprint. Right. I've got a poster somewhere with his thumbprint. That's Now, see, that. that's cool. Didn't uh, didn't someone steal a bunch of Steve Vai's guitars in the eighties when he was with with Roth? Yeah, but he got the green one back recently. He he just okay. got the Swiss cheese guitar back. They found it in an attic in Mexico. That now that's a cool read. That that was the Dave the uh, Eat 'Em and Smile tour. Uh, a lot of his guitars got stolen. They've been gone for years, and they just found the green Swiss cheese guitar in Mexico. It was in an attic, and it's a really good read if you haven't. Uh, read that but he got that guitar back and he was very pleased that he got it back so that was cool i remember the guitar player magazine when it had him when it had when it was talking about that i think i may still have it it's on the garage uh when he, when all of his guitars got stolen but yeah they just retrieved that green one recently so now if that performance goes up for sale that flame guitar eddie didn't touch that one right so it's still within <laughs> Did Eddie yeah, touch it? Yeah, if coming out of Jason's collection, I say that you could probably get that one for maybe twenty five thousand or something like that. All right, I mean, let me go ask. Let me uh, let me go ask my better half if it's okay if I. <laughs> I don't know if this one's for sale or if he still has it. I didn't. I mean, I was literally. I was just there in that living room. Um, I was just there. I didn't see this guitar there. I mean, it's possible that that it, it's put away or or. Um, because J- Jason has, uh, he's given stuff away too. He gave my friend Dave uh, a Van Halen guitar. Oh, here's a selfie from 2015 in front of Jason's guitars. Again, any any of you guys that are that are big Jason fans, you guys know, you know, those three guitars there in the background. There's that. There we go. That's that's better. There's more of me. This one's better because you can see you can see me we, better. We want more of the guitars, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> this 
There was made a selfie with that that signed uh, PV. Get out of right the picture, there. Johnny. <laughs> Again, this is 20, 2015. There's the guitar right there. <laughs> Johnny, get out of the shot. Let me see. There we go. I've t- I took a lot of selfies with this. So, so uh, 40 Grit, if you buy this guitar... There's a lot of selfies of me with the guitar, if that helps. If that if that raises the price. I took a lot of selfies in front of it. There we go. There it is there. There we go. That's us back in 2015. Right there. Hey, I'll tell you what. That guitar is worth every penny if it helps that guy out, man. Because Jason oh. Pecker was a beast. I mean, like, oh, my God. If you go listen to that... I actually pulled up my, I, I haven't listened to that album in a long time, but let me tell you something. One of the coolest songs on that album, I mean, like everybody will go for a little ain't enough because that's the one that plays on hair nation and all that stuff. I got to mm-hmm. tell you, I think, I think my favorite song on that album is lady luck because it's just got a cool tone. He's got an awesome tone and the guitar solos killer. So if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to the album, a little ain't enough by uh, David Lee Roth, that, um, he actually played on, so he was the studio player for that album, but he didn't tour on it. And he, uh, I think from what I understand with regards to my, uh, nonsense of encyclopedia of inside my head, I, he, he started dealing with issues when they started recording that album, he was having trouble walking and they didn't know what it was. And then he was diagnosed. So he was able to finish the album and then, uh, but he did not tour on that. But hey, if you get a chance, check out that album. Lady Luck's a great tune. And check out the documentary too, because they talk yeah, about sure. all that in the documentary, how yeah. how he was in the studio and all of a sudden he started tripping while he was walking. Yeah. And he, he, he was like tripping, then he's like using a cane. And then and then basically he went to the doctor and and he, he called his dad, Gary, who I just saw. He was just he was just there. And his dad says this in the documentary. He's like, he's talking to Jason. Jason's like, yeah, they say I have something called ALS. Jason had no idea what it was. And when his dad heard that, he, he couldn't believe it. Hmm. I mean, that's it's an unbel- it's just unbelie- it's an unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's, just, uh, um, it's Lou Gehrig disease. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's extremely sad to think about. And if you're going to support Jason, I've supported Jason. I bought, uh, 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 they came out with some trading cards I bought. I bought a bunch of guitar picks from me, you know, because they put out things on um, uh, it was Facebook. I think at the time it says, Hey, you know, help donate. I bought a, a couple posters. I had his son print on it. His, uh, his dad sent me one of the uh, lanyards, the uh, not dead yet uh, lanyards that I still have mm-hmm. from the event. I didn't go to the event, but he sent me one. And uh, Hey, I mean, if you can support that guy, he was supposed to be gone a long time ago. You know, so he's taken very good care of himself. He's had very good support. He's and, the um, lo- longest living person with ALS. Yeah. He, he's had it for, well, he, he got diagnosed, I guess, when he was like 19 or something. And he's, well, today's, today's his birthday. They didn't say how old he was. Yeah. They, <laughs> he's he's like 50. I'll look it up. Is he 55? 56? Ask, ask Siri. Hey, Siri, how old is Jason Becker? He's, <laughs> but I have his phone number. No. 
54, Johnny. <laughs> okay. 54. He's, 50, he's 54. Mm-hmm. 54, yeah. So The that's... cool thing is, is when you share his story, because I've stumbled on people, I say, have you ever heard of Jason Becker? And they're like, no. And I'm like, hey, check out this. And like, I'll show them the day. There's documentaries on YouTube, and there's mm-hmm. things that you can watch about him recording that album and stuff, and people don't know. You know, I it's 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 really cool when you share his story because you uh, somebody mentioned earlier about the yo-yo, how he would sit there and just shred yeah. and yeah. play the yo-yo at the same time. I mean, like the guy is just a the, the guy was a beast and he writes his music now with his eyes. His dad reads his eyes and I, I guess him and his father, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, but they came up with code and, they have, and there they... was a board. They have a system. It's it's yeah. it's like a, it's like a, it was a clear. They show it in the documentary. It's like a clear uh, system of letters and numbers of eye movements. Letters, I guess. So, like when you talk to him, um, he has he has um, he has a, a caregiver. He's got his mom. He's got his dad. Um, there's a handful of people that know the system to communicate with him. Mm-hmm. So when you go over there, like when I was just there just today. I, I I walk up. Hey, Jason, how you doing? And then he he'll, he's sitting there, and then he starts looking around, and then his caregiver is like H, I hi, J O H Johnny, H O W how A R R Y O U, you know. So that's 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 how you communicate with him. Yeah. God bless, man. God mm-hmm. bless that guy. Yeah. That's that's really really freaking cool. So yeah, it's, happy it's birthday, ama- happy birthday, Jason Becker. And I was just there. I didn't film anything. They did take some photos. Um, so I think they were going to update the, the the Jason Becker uh, Facebook page tomorrow. And if they choose, I guess if they choose to to post those photos, you might see me in the photos. You might see me there. You know, but. I didn't take anything. I, I was just there just as, you know, as a friend and, and um, um, just hanging out. So anyway, that's where I was. That's why I'm late tonight. So if you guys, if that's a good excuse. Um, but also, also, I want to show you guys where I was uh, before that. I was at this thing. It was called the Alameda uh, Rock and Swap. And this is breaking news. Okay, and um, <laughs> let's see, video file, let me and see. No, we didn't oh. have this planned ahead of time. <laughs> None of this was planned. Today's July 23rd, 22nd, right? Okay, this better be the right video. This is it. Okay, so this is just under five minutes. It's four, four and a half minutes. And I can talk over this too, I guess. So this is where I was before I was at Jason's house. Hopefully, uh <laughs> Okay, we should be fine. All right, check this out. Hey, you guys. It's uh, Saturday, July uh, 22nd, I believe. Happy birthday, Jason Becker. Look at this. I'm in Alameda, California. This is the, uh, it's called uh, Faction Brewery, I believe. And, uh, oh yeah, there's a sign over there. There's... They're having a, a rock swap meet today, so there's all kinds of uh, records, LPs, books, posters, all kinds of cool stuff in there. And uh, there's some people eating over there. 
very cool. Look at, look at this view, though. This view is pretty Check amazing. out this view. This is Alameda. You can see San Francisco here. What's that show where those guys would do those experiments? Those two guys? You guys remember that show like 20 years ago? Mythbusters. Mythbusters. I think they film they filmed that here. They would do all their experiments here at the old Navy base. Look at this. The city is right there. It's inc it was incredible view. There's one of the bands that was playing today. That was like the indoor part. Yeah, it was all kinds of records, t-shirts, I mean, all kinds of stuff. It was, it was a cool event. Look at that, there were some like pins and buttons. Cool stuff. Oh yeah, there's Check that view. view of San Francisco. Try to get in focus. Look at that. The weather was just, it was perfect. It was awesome. There's the Bay Bridge. Golden Gate Bridge is way back there. There's those things that George Lucas oh, made the uh, Imperial Walkers after. That's where he got the idea, was those, those cranes. This is an old, uh, I think it's an old Navy base. Here in Alameda, California. There's people eating over here. <laughs> I think they're eating. I don't know what they're eating. It seems like they're eating. Like I had a slice there. of veggie pizza at Jason's. And actually, I, I met up with um, met up with some uh, Instagram friends here, and uh, they make uh, guitar straps and 3D printed guitar pick holders. There's that guitar pick holder that I have. Look at that! This is like should cat. we give that it's away like tonight? Net. Sure. They're called there Rocket Music. Cool. Rocket Music. I'll be music. showing their stuff actually in the next uh, segment right here. Okay, so th these are their uh, their those are guitar pick holders. They're 3D printed. There, see, there's some picks in those. They have mini ones. We'll give away one of those tonight. I have one. They have uh, strap locks. There's those, and then uh, they make all these guitar straps, and they're they're really cool. A lot of different colors. Some of them change colors. Those have have little uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, what do you call those things? Patches that stick to them. You can actually stick them to the straps. Velcro. Velcro. See, look at that. They have all. All that stuff. There we go. There we go. 
Rocket Music Gear is what they're called, and I'll have them on the channel here. We'll we'll do an interview an interview where where we talk to them about the stuff that they do. But they make all these really cool straps, as you as you saw. So, and I've been meaning to catch up with them at the last couple Nam shows, and we never did it. And then finally today, that's one of the reasons I went to this event was to meet up with them. And then I just happened to see my friend Dave, and then went to Jason Becker's. So it, it turned out being being pretty awesome so hmm. there you go that was my day in in four and a half minutes <laughs> uh let's see yeah chris chris king you guys in 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 yankee land are so lucky with your music stuff i'll be there one day hopefully soon Come on down, man. Akadaka. What? Akadaka. Ernie, Ernie Bender. Hey, Johnny, do you know if Ed Van Hillen actually used the black EVH picks? Um, are you talking about the ones that, that they make, the gray ones? Are you talking about those? He probably did. Eddie used the 60s. Point he six used, zero is what Ed used. Yeah, he used a lot of different picks over the years. The gauges. Yep. like well, you At know, the end. You have some, at right? The end, yeah, yeah. At the end, he was using, I've got heavy picks of Ed. I've got light picks of Ed. I will say that toward the end, Eddie was using 60. Point six zero is what he was using. And then Wolfgang confirmed that. And all the all the 2014 picks that I have and all that, they're all the 60s. They're all the mm -hmm. 0.60. So, and mm -hmm. uh, so I would say that you know Eddie was, if you if you think about, if you think all the EVH gear, Eddie Van Halen never put out anything that he didn't road test. And that's what makes Ed, even if you don't like Eddie Van Halen, if you go back and look at the stuff that who doesn't that like Eddie Van Halen. Well, I mean, there's a, there's some people that don't, but, but if you are, they don't, uh, they don't, uh, they just don't have the love that we have for him. But I will say okay, that yeah. the, uh, the, the EVH stuff was always road tested. And I, and I mean, even if I wasn't a fan of Eddie Van Halen, you pick up or, or you play through the EVH amps and, you know, I mean, like, how can you not like that stuff? I mean, like he, he, he road tested everything to the point of, you know, breakage, failure, and then said, okay, you know what? It's good enough. Let's go. I mean, I've got, I've got freaking every amp he, he's come out with other than the EL34, just because mm -hmm. they're all cool. They're just, they're, they're just cool to have, you know? I mean, it just, it's, it's good stuff, man. I mean, I, I think I've told the story about when I went and had that Soldano tweaked and I said, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about getting an SLO. And, um, the guy goes, yeah, but you're an EVH guy. You know, uh, a shout out to Hunt Amplification in Phoenix. They're a great guy, knows his amps very well. He works on my amps. And um, uh, he told me, yeah, but you know what, Mike, you're an EVH guy. And uh, it's going to be very difficult for you to go to a different amplifier. You're not going to find anything that's as good as EVH. He said, you guys with that EVH here, it's very difficult to find a guitar that's going to trump that. So. Hmm. Alice, Alice loves EVH. 
That's right. Alice bought uh, an Eddie Van Halen uh, mini poster at Amoeba in Hollywood when we were hanging out uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Let's see. Ernie, all the picks I've seen him use were white, but can't find those. Thanks, guys. I'm an EVH guy as well. Ernie Bender, welcome. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Yes. Um, uh, Ned, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Hey, Johnny, did you get the uh, did you get the text message of my cat? Your cat was texting me? <laughs> no, but... All right. I'm going to go get my cat. I'll be right back. You texted me? me off. Turn me off. Turn, turn you off? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um... Let's see. I I don't see any text messages. Where is he? <laughs> he went oh, to get yeah. his cat. Okay. All right. Uh, come here, come here, Ned. You want to see? You want to see my cat? Come here. Come here. Come here, man. I've got that 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 cat uh, 3D printed uh, pick holder. It's in the car. I don't have it here. I'm gonna have to go get it. Or is it in here? Maybe it's in here. Oh, there's the strap. There's the strap that I got. I got this from them today. You I'm gonna use get it a shiny one. Huh? You didn't get the shiny ones. The shiny ones. I got this one. Oh, there you are. Oh, wait. What? That's my Ned. Oh, that's your Ned? No. He's a Bengal. Oh, wow. She's a Bengal. 15 years old. Oh, dude. Oh. She's an old lady, but she's a good girl. Oh. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, I sent you a picture over the other day. I was like, hey, uh, uh, my cat kind of looks like Ned, but. Uh... Oh, yeah. I don't. Where did you send? Oh, here's my bangle. Oh, here it is. Here. This this is what you sent. Oh, look at that. Wow. There you go. Kind of blends into the the countertop. Yeah, right. Look at that. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, this is the strap that I got today. Again, Rocket Music Gear is the company, and um, yeah, we'll have them on the channel here. We'll do we'll do an interview with them. Um, yeah, the one that I got it 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 changes colors. A lot of them do. I mean, it's kind of. Yeah, you can kind of see it. I didn't get the super the super shiny one, but uh, I'll be using this one tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> It'll go with the purple guitar. Don't you have a cat's or don't you have a strap similar to that already? Yes, that that's why I, di I didn't get the 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 one that they had that was super shiny. Yeah, I commented but on that when you used it like probably a month ago on the ASMR show. Mm -hmm. It's cool looking. Yeah. Oh no. 
<laughs> Here, yeah, is it? Well, this, that won't play again, go. will it? Oh, it is playing again. Wait, can I forward? Can I forward that? You can. You can see the. Uh, if I can it's forward that. Saturday, July. Can I forward? Yeah, I can. I can. There we go. Okay, there. There you go. There's there's some of the the straps that they have. Yeah, see they have they have all kinds of different shiny ones. They have ones that that change colors in in the light. They have one that I mean There we go. And some of these have velcro on them so you can put these uh these uh what do you call these things? Um patches. You can put patches on them. They do a lot of a lot of cool stuff. There you go. Yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll have them on soon. There you go. There's some other other ones. Look at look at that in the middle. Those those have cats right there. Right there, the cats sitting on the amplifiers. <laughs> they like that one. Look <laughs> at all these cats that talk on here. <laughs> Welcome to Cat Chat. <laughs> Zora, not the parts. Oh, she's walked around somewhere. She's. She's doing her thing. Yeah. <laughs> this one was actually all cuddled up with my better half, so I'm going to take her back out. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Cool. Wow. I don't know if we can show that, Ron. That's just an art. That's uh, artwork. <laughs> yeah, I know, but <laughs> YouTube, know, might, uh, Facebook won't like. Uh, Facebook probably won't like that. So we're live on Facebook. Hold on. Hold on. The Ned shirts, you guys can get those down below. Right? It's a good shirt. Nice shirt. This is 3X. Fits really nice. It's quality stuff, huh? It is. It's nice. Yes. You can also get this shirt. It's funny because a lot of times I'll be walking around and... Um, Wearing my own shirt, and people will be like, "Isn't that you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "What do you do?" I do a show. It's like perfect uh, promotion for myself. So, Mike Olson has has dogs. Alice Martinez says purple. Peggy, I have a cat and a, a dog, an old dog. Um, Mully's getting a haircut. Hmm. Yeah, he told me that he was going to do a show, but I, I guess it's about haircuts. <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> Man, what else? What else? Okay, so yeah, we'll give away. We'll do the the 3D printed um, guitar pick holder. Um, I don't have it. It's in my car. Or wait, is it my pocket? Yeah, because basically when I got home, I just ran right in here. So I'll run out and get that at some point. Um, let's see. Dave! 
the comments. Dave Lopez, he's watching us right now. Uh, the comments. What? Wait, what? What? Wait. Oh crap! What did you say? Tuning into your show. Where are all the comments? Chat. Uh, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, if you're on mobile, it's down there. If you're on desktop, it's over there. Um, or they're all asleep. Oh, whoops! <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> There we go. Dave, do you want to jump in here? I'll send you the link if you want to jump in, man. You can talk about today. Uh, yeah, let me grab that real quick. Just in case you want to jump in. Johnny, that star guitar I sent you pictures of this week I worked on? Uh-huh. That? There, there we go. I don't want to say anything bad about uh, the 55 checkpoint from you know who is where that came from. Mm-hmm. That the action on that thing was literally uh, at the 22nd fret. It was almost a quarter inch off the board. The neck, all four screws were loose, and the neck, the neck itself would you could move it. All you had to do is tap it, and it would move. Uh, the, uh, pot was scratchy. Uh, let's see. The neck needed adjusted truss rod. It was out. And this is after it passed that 55 point inspection. I don't know what the hell they were looking at. I'm sure as hell was it that one. <laughs> I mean, they might've said, well, there's how many 55 practice. But... <laughs> I ended up doing, I, I, I was working Wednesday, I only had one guitar to do, and then it ended up, I ended up with eight total, and I worked till 1230 at night getting them all done, uh-huh. because because Faith and Failure had a show last night in Columbus, so I had to get six of their guitars done, plus two other ones, so it actually was nine guitars, I did nine guitars in almost oh 10 hours. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Nine guitars. Dave! You ready? Hear me? You good? Dave! Do you hear me? Yes! What's up? Let me put on What's my... up? Let me set this up. What's up, guys? What's up, dude? This is my friend Dave Lopez. What's going on? Hi, guys? Dave. Hi, Dave. How you guys doing? I there you go. My, I should do my laptop because huh, I can barely see you from Yeah. Let me grab my laptop. Okay. Yeah. See that artwork right behind them? That that's 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 Gary Becker. That's Jason's dad. Jason's dad did that. So yeah, he, he does amazing artwork. He's done a, a lot of the stuff for, for, for Jason for like for his guitars, um a lot of their promotional stuff. Uh, and, uh, right. here I'm back. What's up, man? Yo. So, what's up? You still wearing your own shirt? <laughs> yep. This motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Long time no see. It was great hanging out with you today, man. Yeah, dude. 
let me let me get uh all right let me get on this thing so what are you guys talking about van halen yeah yeah no we, we were talking about uh talking about today i was talking he's gonna say the total opposite of what i was saying earlier but i was telling him about the the swap meet well that shit sucked <laughs> <laughs> That was awful, man. I thought I'm it was start, fun. I'm starting to like this guy. <laughs> did, you, did you go? Did you go over there? Did you go? Oh, I'm in Oklahoma, huh? man. I did not go. <laughs> okay, because the, there was more people than stuff to buy. So you walked around, and there was no Van Halen, nothing. I went looking for like, a, I'm like, I, I like collecting old Kiss stuff, right, from the 70s. So I'm like, oh, maybe they'll have some stuff from back then. All they had was that Hot Topic shit, Spencer stuff, right? So it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So you figure that it would be uh, cool because of, uh, you know, it's a it's a flea market. You'd have old stuff, you know. And so, yeah. So it, it, I wasn't into it. The only cool thing about it is seeing Johnny Bean selling his Johnny Bean shirts there. He was <laughs> trying to sell some shit. I'll have a booth next year. Car. It's got his trunk open. Hey, kid, over here. You ever heard <laughs> you of me? Candy. <laughs> Check me out, man. You must have heard of me. <laughs> Buy this shirt. I'll give you three Snickers bars and a bit of honey. Oh, my gosh. You know what's funny about those uh, those swap meets, though, is I will say that when I was living in California, <clears throat> we used to always go to the Orange County uh, uh, Costa Mesa where Van Halen played in 93 for the uh, – Live right here, right now. When I saw those guitars, Johnny, mm -hmm. um, at the uh, at the Costa Mesa Amphitheater, there's a fairgrounds there, and that's where the um, uh, the guitar show always was, the Orange County Guitar Show, and it was off the hook every year. I mean, like literally. And Norm used to stand at the front door with a wad of cash like this, and the people would walk in, and I would sit there and watch them. I was amazed by it. This is what I had four guitars. And I would sit there and watch Norm. He'd stand by the front door. They'd walk in the door. He'd be like, what do you got? I got this. They open the case. He goes, I'll give you 500 for it. Okay, thank you. And he would slide it over to his guys, and they would cover everything up with this huge red blanket, like, immediately. So nobody knew where their guitar was anymore if they went back to take it or whatever. I assume that's what that was. But it's funny because his response, uh, Dave's response to what you went and saw today was my response last year to the Phoenix Guitar Show because I was jazzed. I was like, Phoenix Guitar Show, are you kidding me? I went down there with a Norm Watt of cash ready to go, and there were like four tables. And I'm like, are you serious right now that this is advertised as a Phoenix Guitar Show? Like, it was just, it was, it was, it was rough. So, oh, kind of a letdown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did, you, did you tell them about the Van Halen guitar that's going up for auction? Uh, yeah, we were trying. We were trying to figure that out. Um, so, and there's Ned, by the way. What's up, Ned? There, there we go. Where are they going to auction it at? Uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, somewhere fancy, like mm -hmm. uh, like Sotheby's or something. Mm. Um, they don't know yet, but uh, definitely something you know cool. And you know that that's I guess I believe that guitar was one of the ones that Jay, that uh, that Eddie. Um, you know, he, he set up, right? He did like the first hundred guitars he owned or whatever. 
So it's one of the, it's number 69. And, uh, you know, it's pretty cool. So what's your guess on the price it'll go for? I, you know, I, I hope a lot, a lot of money. I hope it's over $200,000. I hope it's a mm-hmm. million dollars. You know, I yep. don't know because, you know, it, 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 uh, there's a video of him playing it. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you saw the video, probably Johnny talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, and the thing about it is, um, that's just a 10 minute video of that, that of him hanging out. There's like a 30 minute video that, you know, we ended all, all, all of it down and, uh, you know, there's there's more to that, and uh, it's a pretty, you know, we, we didn't want to make it uh, too long, you know, and uh, there's a lot of uh, you know things that you know you, you say in private. It wasn't like a, you know, he talks a little shit, so you know it's kind of cool. So whoever gets the 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 guitar is gonna have access to this this video, which is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Um, so it's um. I hope it goes for a lot of money. You know, it takes a lot of money to, to keep Jason, uh, you know, going, you know, so all that stuff. And even, you know, they raised money last year. Herman Lee did something for him. They raised a bunch of money and he had help from everybody from Paul Stanley to Warren Demartini, Joe Bonamas, all those guys. I don't know if you guys saw that stuff on Twitch. Um, there was like a mm-hmm. lot of push for Jason. And so, um, you know, Hope it goes for a lot of money because that that would be uh, really good for him. You know, it will be going to a good cause. Whereas, like uh, most guitars that go up, it goes to a motherfucker's pockets, right? Somebody wants to make money, and this money, the money that he does make, is going to go for a good cause. Like it'll be helping Jason, you know. And right now, um, I'm working on a new. Um, so Jason's kind of a freak. I don't know if you guys know the story behind me and Jason. I don't know if Johnny told you. Uh, I, I probably met some of you guys, but I can't I- see your face because. My phone's so small, <laughs> and I'm old, and I don't have my glasses, so I can't see right. Because I've been on here before, but I don't know if it's the same dudes. Is it the same? No, dudes? these are all no. Because cool. fuck those. They, guys. These so, guys are cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all the rest of them hate Johnny now, according to him. Yeah, so, uh, in a year you'll never see these guys, but for now, here they are. They'll have their own shows after that. <laughs> Just kidding. So, I grew up with Jason. Uh, I used to take lessons when I was a kid. When I was 15, I used to, I lived like five minutes away from him. So I would go see him uh, play with, with his yo-yo and all that stuff. So I was around uh, during Cacophony and then when he joined Dave Lee Roth. And so I've been, I mean, he's one of my, he's like my BFF, right? We've been been together for a long time. And so, um, you know, he's got, he's just an incredible dude, but he's got like, when I would go over there, he'd always be recording music in a sports track or a track, right? So he's got hundreds of hours of unreleased music. And I, I'm a musician too, like we all are, but I, I produce and stuff and record and all that stuff. So I have, um, you know, I have um, all these files with our multi-track recordings of Jason, right? And so there's shit like demos of him working with, you know, the Roth stuff. And there's even... He's got recordings of him jamming with uh, with Greg Bissonette and all those guys writing the songs off this record, the Little In Enough record. And he doesn't want to put those out. You know, there's stuff he doesn't want. Like, I don't like it because he, he likes the record. But I'm like, there's some stuff that's just better than the record, right? The demos mm-hmm. and ideas. And they're playing live. And I'm like, let's do a Patreon and put that out on a Patreon, you know, because that will fund the record. So we're making a record of these old recordings and having adding bass 
adding drums. Uh, I might add some vocals. So I'm getting all these multi-tracks. I have my buddy, Chris Dugan, who he works with. Uh, he does all the Green Day records. He just mixed the new, um, what do you call it, the Blanis Morissette, Weezer, oh, cool. Ringo Starr. Like, he's like a bad, he does mixed all the Green Day stuff. And so he, he was in a band in the 80s called Runaway here in the Bay. And Runaway opened up for Cacophony at Cacophony's last show. So he's obsessed with, he loves Jason. He's a very, and he actually put that that Van Halen Eddie video together, Eddie Jason video together. He edited it and all that stuff. So so he's playing drums, he's recording. So we're, we're really putting, and my friend who I, who produces with me, he just won a Grammy. He's mixing and recording and drums. And my buddy Orion plays bass on it. And so I'm trying to make them all Jason stuff, you know? So it's his playing. So it's not like, everybody steve by or you know which is great but there's so much shit of jason so uh you know with his als when he was getting sick he wouldn't he couldn't play guitar like he used to so he developed different styles there's something where he could only use a slide because hand would fall off the neck and he would write with all these you know these you know these things that were like making it harder to play and he created like all that tom morello there's some stuff that sounds like tom morello before tom morello you know, he would make weird oh, sounds, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, this is killer. And he's like, I don't like it. <laughs> so I, so I've talked to, so we, with the new, it's called Strawberry Jams. It's about 105 minutes of unreleased songs that we have already. And that's not counting all these fucking songs, you know, 200 hours worth of music that we have that I got. And I'm, and I'm crazy, just crazy enough to go through all this stuff. So it's, I mean, there's some, cause something was like 15. I just can't believe for the, he only played till he was 21, right? From like 15 to 21 recording. And so much, that's all he did. He got no pussy in high school, that guy, at all. <laughs> he just played the guitar all day long, right? Because he played with a yo, he plays the yo-yo and his composition. He was fucking nuts, you know? And so there's a, he's got uh, these, these four track cassettes and just recordings down in his basement, you know, and, or his garage. And there's a record. I still can't find it, but when I find it, he's he was in Roth's house when he was recording, working on Lil' In and Up. He found a cassette tape of uh, Roth working on 5150 with Van Halen, right? So it's got Roth singing over the 5150 songs, but he didn't have lyrics. So he he would uh, write, he would sing, um, what's his name, Elton John lyrics over 5150 jams. Right, so no one's heard that stuff. Wow. I have to find it. So there's a bunch. There's a lot of videos, and so I'm kind of I'm kind of like his his vault keeper right now. And so, but I'm dying to hear that, and we gotta digitize it because it's a cassette. So oh. Jason stole that tape from Roth. He <laughs> swiped it and didn't tell nobody. Right? Can you imagine hearing a, a cassette? You don't live, right? I don't, <laughs> Yeah, well, there's there's, there's got to be a statue limitation <laughs> on that. It's hilarious, right? So there's there's a bunch of stuff. So, uh oh, I'm stoked for for um, here. I can hear you now. There so, we go. Uh, yeah, we gotta find that. <laughs> can you imagine? And we can't put Dude. it out. We can't put release that. You know, we'll get sued by Alex Van Halen or you know somebody's in a fucking player hate on that. You know, we gotta hear it though first. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you, Johnny. Got it. We got to find that. I sent that ha- you, you have, I sent you the, the longer Van Halen visit that I only sent to you. Remember I said when we first put it together? You didn't send you, it to me. You played it for me over FaceTime. Oh, so I sent you the whole thing? The you whole... didn't actually send it. I just, I watched it. You remember at your house yeah. today, you were showing me the room with the rats in it? You had your studio there and you were showing me your computer screen and I had sat here on the couch and I watched... That's Dave right. showed me that video before they put it out. Yeah. I thought I sent you the whole thing. I'll send it you though. I'll send it. You can't tell nobody though. No one's nobody's watching wa- nobody's show. watching this. No. no one's gonna nobody's going to know that. But he it's comedy cuz he he's talking <laughs> shit about Roth and, you know, it's comedy. So it's a good video. But we edited all that out. So whoever gets that guitar is going to have that footage and a bunch of other things as well. So you know, oh, man. Cool. But what do you guys think something like that would go for? Knowing you guys are all Ben Halen. I think it depends on where it goes on auction. If you get one of the higher, uh, higher houses to, to auction it, then you're going to get more money. They're going to want more money to do it, but then it'll, it'll, it'll take it to the next level as far as how much they're getting. It'll get more exposure. Yeah. Right? That's, that's being, being well, on Sotheby's I, or whatever. I think that Sotheby's will probably waive a lot of that because it's going to a good cause. First of all, they're probably not going to take, they're probably not going to take too much of the, uh, of, uh, of the proceeds, uh, I would think. And once they go to Sotheby's, it's going to be a whole different dynamic of who's going to be bidding on that because Sotheby's will go to the level of they'll be, they'll tell the story. They'll tell his story. They'll do everything. And then uh, they'll get all the money for that guitar. And hey, Matt, rightly so. I mean, before Dave got here, we were talking about Jason, you know, what that guy's been through. And, you know, I mean, everything, you know, that guy's done really good for himself with regards to how he's taking care of himself. The, and The, yeah, the he, best thing would be is whoever bought it. Now you want to talk about, you know, being classy. Whoever would buy it is not take it. Just give it back to him. Pay for it and then yep. just give him the guitar back. The, the the reason one of the main reasons he wants to sell it it's it's not it's more like he wants somebody to to get it and like put it up on somewhere you could go look at it because it's sitting it was sitting in his house and no one's touched it it's collecting dust so he's like you know obviously he needs the money but he wants someone to enjoy it and be able to put it in a museum or something or hard rock or you know what I, I was mean? showing selfies I was showing selfies of it. <laughs> <laughs> from years ago get out of the picture Johnny <laughs> wait a second there we go no yeah you know what you know what Jason doesn't have his own he never wears his Jason Becker shirt I never see Jason <laughs> in a dude does he wear a Johnny Bean shirt no I wear a Johnny Bean shirt <laughs> I got a different shirt he's in the nude <laughs> Johnny Bean Maybe not. You know, how long have you guys known Johnny for Oh, it's less than a year for me. Two days. Less than a year. Two days. <laughs> no. Really? Oh, I've been I've been watching Johnny for years. I just started coming on. I don't know a couple did months ever, ago. Did or he something. ever? Did he ever tell you when he went to jail? What he did to go to jail when he went to San Quentin? Never <laughs> no. tell. Johnny. He was a, actually in San he's, Quentin. He's a gangster. Johnny's. A, don't let that little. You know, he used to go out fucking ghetto style. Johnny's thug life. <laughs> No, I always fuck with Johnny. I've known Johnny since they're 90, what now? 90-something. 90 95. 
95. We met at, let's drop some names. We met at Alex Skolnick's birthday party at Alex's apartment in Berkeley. And then you had told me that you worked at a studio. And so I started hanging out at the studio, rehearsing there, and I would talk to you in the office. And, uh, and you know, Testament would rehearse there. And then uh, Third Eye Blind would rehearse there, you know, in that room. Um, See, I, I was so, I smoked so much weed back then. I don't remember half the shit he was talking about. Because that's mm-hmm. all we did was smoke weed all day. I don't smoke anymore. I, I haven't smoked in a long time. But back then, dude, I, I, that's all we did. We were in our 20s, you know. So we would get fucked up, you know, drink and, you know. I would walk eat. into the office. It'd be full of smoke. And it would just be Dave sitting there. Not by myself. Um, I'd be smoking with someone else. Chuck yeah. Billy would come in, and it was like, you can't say no to Chuck. You know, Peter Tork came in one day, and he ran out freaking out. Oh, my God, I can't be around drugs. He was all freaking out. And I'm like, the monkey? That dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Peter and I was Tork? like, yeah. And I'm like, this guy must have done drugs, right? If you fucking, <laughs> he ran out crying, bro. Yeah, he did. He, he had a big addiction problem. Yeah. At, well, and, just towards the end of the monkeys, but like uh, during the 70s, he was all screwed up. It, it looked like it because he ran like the motherfucker opened the door and oh my god there was like a, like Johnny said it was smoke and he ran off and he was like freak almost crying I was like dude I'm sorry I said no bro I'm like you hung out with Jimmy I thought you you know but even weed he couldn't you know there's so many stories at that place that place was a very very cool area you know a lot of really good music but that's where we yeah. met and I remember mm-hmm. Johnny had all the bootleg Van Halen videos right. He had all, and I was, oh my God, this motherfucker's got all the, like, and I would, he would make me copies of concerts and things I'd never seen. And then he had, he pulled out a Ripley Kramer uh, guitar. Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck did this guy, I was like, I thought he was the craziest guy. This is all back in 1996. Yeah. All this. Dave came to my house and he saw my Van Halen collection and, and yeah, we'd watch videos and I was Van Halen crazy then. You know, and here's Dave can back me up on this, you know. Oh, he was great. He had Eddie Van Halen fucking, you know, tied up in the corner, fucking, you know, totally kidnapped him for a week. I don't know if you guys know about that. but Johnny, Oh, my gosh. That's why he went I, to jail. He fucking I, kidnapped Eddie. I had that cutout. I had that cutout, which oh, I, ended up having, I ended up having to sell that. But then our homie Matt Blackett gave me his. Oh, okay. So yeah. I have I have one that 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 he uh, he gave me, and then you just bought one today. You bought, bought a, a Marilyn Monroe a cutout. Marilyn Monroe cutout. Yeah. Yeah. So the so the thing about this this flea market thing, we went and it sucked. They had all this <laughs> shitty bootleg shirts and and everyone. You know when you go to these places, these guys are into music. They're snobby. They don't they act like they're doing you a favor. Hey, what's the? They all have this kind of attitude, right? Like when you, like people that play jazz, and you're like, I love Van Halen. Ooh, you don't play jazz, you know what I mean? You don't know your chords, that kind of guy. And then, <laughs> and this dude, you know, they were all kind of dicks. They didn't have anything that cool. We go outside. There was a guy out there, and he's like, they wouldn't let me in. I got here too late, and I bought a, a, a kiss of Gene Simmons framed poster '70s, mm-hmm. and for ten dollars. Uh, a Marilyn Monroe stand-up for ten dollars, and a uh, a Kiss '77 sticker, a big old sticker, for five dollars. And Johnny I want gave to me cut three out bucks. Mm-hmm. What's that? I said I want to cut out a Robbie. A Robbie? Life size cut out of Robbie. Yeah. Uh, you know, you guys all know what I'm going to say. 
<laughs> bite, bite me, Ron. <laughs> I, I can't Dude, read your name. I don't because I, I can't have my glasses, so I can't. I can barely see your name. So forgive me. I didn't know who Robbie was, but oh yeah, I see, yeah. I did, That's Robbie. Robbie. There's What's Robbie. That, he, see, look, look at his shirt. Look at his shirt. Oh, That's well, my cat. I, I always wear a, a Johnny Bean shirt on these Saturday night. See, Saturday night I, he, I wear cool, shirts with that? myself. Are you? Are you a drummer? Obviously. Well, really, what I'm doing mostly now is writing music. I've been writing uh, a song every day for the last, I don't know, three and a half months. And I put them on my channel. My channel is uh, Robbie Stingle. Uh, You can find it at... uh, You play, are you like Prince? You play like drums, bass, guitar? Are you like one multi-instrumentalist or what? Uh, Well, yeah, I... I, uh, I use the acoustic to play or write my originals, which is mostly what I put on my channel. And then I do electrics too. I uh, I play guitar with my teeth and sing. And lately, I have a drummer, so I have a, a band called Hangry with uh, Danny Blant, Block, and uh, that's a lot of lot of fun. There's Nightbot. There's my channel. If you want to check me out, man. Um, for sure, for sure. It's it's pretty deep. I got like I don't know six hundred something videos. And, uh, yeah, it'll take you a while. I mean, and what kind of kind of rock you bring? Some rock stuff, right? Uh, well, it's kind of a it's kind of a metalish thing. Uh, it's hard to you know play fast music with your teeth and not be considered metal, to tell you the truth. And I built a lot of my own guitars because I worked at Kramer with Edward. So, oh shit. They're, they're all dropping the yeah. big names. Robbie coming with some fucking fire. <laughs> God damn. Edward. You know a motherfucker knows him when his name oh Edward. Like you know him like that. Yep. I'm like, you know, Eddie. No, Every, Edward, bro. No, no. Everybody you know, that I've ever met that grew up with him or actually personally knew him, they all called him Edward. Now here's the thing though. When I was at the factory and I worked, you know, I worked next to him, did stuff he told me to do, which they wouldn't do, you know. He wanted to do crazy shit, and they didn't want to do it. And he'd come to me, and he'd say, you know, do this. And, of course, I'd do it. But uh, no one talked to him. He talked to you, then you could respond. So I never actually called him Edward. I never called him anything because he talked first. That's fun awesome. fact there. That's amazing, bro. Good for you. That's fucking amazing. It's, it's, helped, lucky to be me. It, it's helped me build the guitars that I have in the way that he was doing it until, you know, halfway through 1986. I mean, it all changed after the whole thing with the falling out with Kramer and yeah. his whole, his whole way of looking at things like signal strength, two amps, plexis, every component of the guitar made to get good tone feedback, the lower, lower output pickups, everything we did, you know, for his guitars then, it all changed when he went to PV and had a solid state preamp in that amp. And then all of a sudden, all that stuff didn't matter because you had, uh, you know, solid state circuitry manipulating your your distortion channel and it changed. It wasn't like you were doing everything you had to do to get that that blooming sound. And so that's that's why his tone is so different. Because it's not it's solid state. I had no idea. Right. A lot of people think that they have a tube amp 
you'll say it's all tubes. And it does have tubes, like a JCM 800 has tubes. It technically has tubes. But that's what they, they call that a hybrid amp. That, that, those tubes are powering the preamp, but the preamp is a solid-state circuit board. And then they I should have played that one. They, they, they used the wrong uh, capacitors and diodes, and that's where you get the whole, you know, tinny, trebly, saturated, you know, all down the line. You know, so it's a whole different world. You know, Robbie, you're like a pussy magnet, bro. You got pussy run jumping up on you. <laughs> oh, that's Zora. Zora. I don't know if she'd let me actually. I don't think she's gonna let me get her. Robbie, so did you did you ever get one of those good kept keep one of those guitars? Did you ever get? I have like, several <laughs> of his of the stuff that he's like he gave or whatever that he had a part of. of I have know. stuff made out of the same parts from that era. Like the same batches. Where do you live? Uh, <laughs> me and Johnny are coming over. Me and Johnny are coming over. No, just where you go? Where are you at right now? Where do you live? Oh, I live in Norman, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah, that's not, that's a long drive. I'll tell I, you what. Yeah. Now, Kurt Roth is saying people should have me work on their stuff. I don't want to. It's just too much. Fuck that. Um, You're writing songs, bro. You don't need to be working. Oh, on it. Just write songs. That's the best thing you can do. Inspired by Eddie is to be able to write your songs. You can sit there and you know be swing on his nuts all you want, but you could be what it what inspires me, Eddie, the most is be just do you whatever the fuck you want to do, play your music, write your songs, and especially I'm sure he wrote song every day. He always wrote. I'm pretty goddamn sure. So that's the pretty thing, cool. I mean, you I, know, I think what people miss the boat on Edward is that they analyze everything to death. He played this note, that note, this note. They went this way, that way, this yeah, way. Yeah, Johnny. This, that, this. <laughs> the thing was, like when he, we'd, we'd see him play at the factory pretty often, you know, and um, he would play what he, it was timing. It was all about how much time he had. If he didn't, if he didn't play quick enough to get all those notes in, he wouldn't do it. He would, he would, he would keep it in the time that was available. And he would manipulate within there. So it, you see him play things, and it's often not exactly the same each time. And on top of that, he liked to have fun and jam. That yeah, was you, like his you, whole you thing. Could he it. wanted. He, he had it. fun. He had fun playing. That's why he was so. A, a, people were so attracted to him. You know, the impish grin, the going off, the this and that, the holy crap, what happened? And that's all. That's because he was a performer first. He was a showman first, kind of like Roth was. Eddie was the same way. He had the same kind of attitude. It was the show. It was the performance. It was, it was what he could do. You know, performance-wise, was more important than technical things and all this stuff. Yeah. And I think that's where his his main attraction was. Well, for me, it was his songs, man. His fucking songs. He wrote some amazing fucking jams. Like his jams are so and what made Roth so cool to me was he's he's like a guy who was like a macho, like somebody was telling me they're doing a cover of, of uh what's that one foot out the door and they sing it and it was cool, but it doesn't sound like Roth. You know, Roth sound like he had big old balls, right? He had like very like he had, you know, he songs about cheating on your on your wife, right? Cheating your husband out, you know, it's like Whereas this guy sounds like very good singer, Ian Gillen kind of vibe, 
but it's nothing like Roth had something that was just like he had a big old cock or something. You know, he's had that. You know what I'm saying? Like he had this attitude and this the swagger. swagger. I, I had that too. The swagger. And so did Alex. Exactly. That they swing. Yeah, I mean, man. it's kind of like uh, Chris King was saying because he saw ACDC a lot and he saw Angus play and he said, you know, Angus had swagger and Angus had swing too. You know. But he's small, so his dick's smaller. You know what I mean? But, like Roth, his shit was. He had, you know, you could see the whole sack, right? He, it was a big, I don't know. He's kind of guy that you'd be around, scared to have your girlfriend around. I was just so good about it. Even when they had their recordings in the early days, they were jamming, man. They were doing songs. Well, we don't know what we'll play. Well, let's play this. Bang, bang. Here's another song that they never heard before. And here we go. We just wrote another one. And, uh, and it's great because it's spontaneous mm-hmm. and it's jammed and it's alive. So. That's that the recordings that I have of Jason jamming with Greg and Matt Bissonette are them in a room jamming live, and it has that feel. And it's really cool to hear Jason just jamming, like very inspired, you know. So, I hopefully be able to put them out on Patreon, you know. That would be great. I'd love to hear yeah, that man. kind of thing because that's where people really, really shine. I mean, you check yeah. out my channel, and that's what I am. I'm a former. I don't produce jack squat. If I can't do it on my own, I won't do it. If you want somebody to play drums, I got Danny to play drums with Hangry. I'm not going to put a backing track. I'm not going to overdub. I'm not going to, like, manipulate something. It's exactly what it is coming out, and that's what you get. And the yeah. same with the acoustics when I write this, I perform the songs that I write. It's the same thing. It's raw, and it's all for everyone. Anybody wants to play it, everybody wants to cover it, if you want to change it around, I don't care. There's no agenda with me. I'm not trying to make money for music. I'm not trying to be like a rock star. If I thought that way, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to write anything. It's all everybody wants them. Everybody wants them, bro. Not me. I like to auto tune all my shit when I put out. I wanted to be. I'm cheat AI. I'm, I'm in. I'm in because I'm. <laughs> I'm suck. suck. Sorry. What's up? What's up with you guys in the back? What's is it? What are all the guitars in the background? I can't read dude's name with the glasses. Forty grit. Forty grit. What's the? Can you make his screen bigger? Forty grit. Let me see. Here we go. Holy shit! Is that 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 Randy Rhodes? Uh, that they, they used to be in Guitar World. If you pay like a certain amount of yeah, and you got the the guy yeah. Remember there was an ad you could buy those those posters. Yeah, that one World too. Man's. That one too. Yeah, dude. It was the Ed, and there was the the Randy Randy. and the Ed. Yeah. And that was in one of the guitar worlds that was featured during Tribute when that came out. Yeah, you could mail off for those. Yeah. You're so fucking cool, bro. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. And you got Eddie hanging up. You you actually kidnapped Eddie in the back right there. See, that's cool. Yeah, I I just haven't done my my time at San Quentin yet. He's still tied up over there. Those are you got all the guitars. Is that George Lynch guitar in the back? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, those are all Lynch's. Johnny, these guys are way cooler than you, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're way cooler than you. You're not that cool. That's amazing. Johnny's pretty cool. But he don't got all that cool shit. He got no, I don't have any of that. That's amazing. And you also play in a band? Do you write songs and the whole bit? You know, I was a uh, 
I, uh, I played in bands. I played in cover bands, but I've never. No, I was over. Yeah, I was always a cover band guy, just playing in cover bands. When I lived in California, I moved out here in, to Phoenix in 2015, and I haven't gigged since 2015. Mm. So. Now I just collect and play guitar when I get a chance. That's a, that's a cool room. Bro. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I dig it. Thank What's you. up on the top right? What you got? Are you in the, are you a DJ? What's it? What's going no. on over there? No, uh, I used to play in heavy metal bands in the eighties and early nineties, and now I uh, I work on guitars. Wonderful. What guitar is that on your on your right? That yellow. That's a Solar. A Solar. Wow, I never mm. even heard of that. That's it. That looks like a, you're about to do a DJ set or something right now. You're like, oh, KRQR. No, <laughs> no. no. What's, what's your, how do you know Johnny? Uh, through here. Through here? Okay. Yeah. I love it. That's amazing. You guys are cool as fuck, man. I got to say, I like you guys way better than those other fucking guys. Between, <laughs> uh, between me and 40, we have like 174 guitars total. Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. What? I, I, I feel like I'm oh, you're watching. muted. Am I muted? No, forty no, grand is muted. Oh. Dude, sorry, I I muted myself. Hey, I've got a couple questions for you, Dave, if you don't mind. Please. Hey, uh, were you involved in the reverb sales when uh, Jason had his guitar? He he was doing reverb stuff. He was selling stuff on reverb. I was. Um, well, I did. Um, he would ask me about stuff, and I, I, I had our friend Steve Correa. I don't know if you guys know who that who is Stephen Correa, uh, works with Joe Bonamassa, and so he would take the guitars and he put them on. He did the whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. I did all those. You know those benefit shows, the Not Dead Yet. Did you guys see that yeah. movie? So I put all those together with a, a couple friends, with Matt Blackett, Gary Avila. I'm in the movie, and uh, you know I, I had a. a I have a seven-year-old, so I've been in daddy mode for the last seven years. So I haven't really been, you know, I'm like, I basically work, we all work together, but Steven's been, he's been pushing it on another level. He's taking it to the next step, you know? And now we're, we just finished a, a nonprofit. So we're going to be pushing that real soon to do something to help people with ALS. Because um, mm -hmm. what happens is when you, someone tells you you got ALS, it's like, okay, you're going to die. That you get no, there's nobody's going to help you or, you know, so if there's people there that want to live, they're like, hey, we have a, a support team, be able to fund people to stay alive, you know, because uh, Jason's been, I mean, dude, since 93, he's had it. And he's had such a great support team, you know, as Johnny, he was there with us today, his mom, his dad, his uncle, his brother, his caretaker, there's, there's a, a big team of people. And Johnny helped me carry a bunch of water to his house. He's got to get mm -hmm. these big bottles of Crystal Geyser and vinegar and you know it takes a lot to keep them around you know and so you want to be able to if somebody wants to keep living and not give up you want to be able to support that so mm. but but i'm involved with a bunch you know with that means i talk to steven almost every day and he's telling me i want to do this i want to do that much just do it go ahead reverb but there's a lot of that stuff is his stuff like he's got a paradise guitar up there and you know some people i guess i get some of those like warren Martini guitar was sold there right there's there's a bunch okay, of stuff that's my question that's where i was going there was that guitar you bought that, that guitar went, no 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 no. Hold, hold on a second so that's a that's a performance that one signed by warren on the headstock but there was a warren demartini identical to that guitar that warren had signed for um for him and it was sold 
and I don't think it sold. So I just so that was my question: it sold. It sold. Was that guitar or did or did it or did not sell? It sold. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because yeah. I would be interested if it was still around. So I could ask. I could ask for you, but I'm yeah. If sure you could somebody... ask and get back to Johnny, if they just ask him if the if the uh, if the Warren D. Martini bomber guitar was the Char, it was a Charvel. And if, yeah. uh, if that didn't sell, please let Johnny know, and I, I'd be interested. I, if I remember right, it sold. Just the Paul Stanley guitar sold, too. Like, all those things sold, from what I remember. Is, but I, I could find out. I think, is, okay. the flame, is the flame guitar still there? He's got the – you talking about the Steve Vai flame is, guitar? Yeah. 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 He's got that. That's his guitar. So I, oh, I know. For sale. Oh, yeah, it's still there. He, 40's interested in that, too. He says, Yeah. Those are Jason's personal guitars. He t- he's probably not getting rid of that performance, that flame guitar. He he'd probably keep that. Um, I would you never know. You never know. I can't help. I can't help but think that these unreleased recordings that he has could be sold for a lot of money to one of these one of these distribution companies where they you sell all your catalog for a good amount of money. To these places that will, you know, use it in ads or, you know, play. You know, for I, I wish. Radio stuff like I that. wish that was the case. You know, I've been trying to license his music. So I, I don't know if Johnny told you. I used to be in a band, and we were signed to Interscope, and I got to tour the world. And it's like a different. It's not like a heavy metal band, rock band. It was where our band's called Flipside, and we toured with like the Black Eyed Peas, Snoop Dogg, The Game, and you know. So that's how it all started for with me helping Jason. Um, because, um, when, you know, when I started doing really well and doing all our stuff, uh, somebody came into his house and said, I want to do all this stuff for you, benefit shows and this and that. And then no one did dick. So I'm like, I'll do it. And then at the time I was connected because of the band that I started reaching out to people. And before you know, we started, we got the ball rolling, the movie, the, we got them moving away from paradise and going to Kiesel Carvin, all this stuff started happening. So um, I've been trying for years to get some kind of something going on with that. And, and unfortunately, with, with the music industry, there's just no like we, we he signed a deal with a company called Mascot Records. You guys know those guys? You ever heard of Mascot? They mm. suck. ball. They're horrible. So they don't do shit. They don't really you got you know, when you it's better. And I, and I tell him it's like it's better to just put shit out yourself. Because these labels, you you'll sign something for somebody, and then they own the masters for seven years, and then you you can't do nothing. You can't you try to license it; it goes to the masters. So you know you, they own the masters. So right now, I'm I'm putting all this stuff together. I think it would be easier if we did it on Patreon, on the stuff that's not going to get released, just to give it to fans the songs that he thinks aren't very good. Right? I'm like, this is killer. I don't like it. Like he's such a crazy fuck that guy with his music that. What I think is amazing, he's like, it's not that good. I'm like, this is great. Like, there's a song on the record called Babies on Fire. You guys know that song, Babies on Fire? Mm-hmm. It's on the Roth record, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the demo of that song, dude. And it sounds like Primus. It's so weird. It's a demo. And it's amazing. He's like, I don't like it. I'm like, this is amazing. And so those things that he doesn't want to put out, I want to put on Patreon. Because at least that just, it goes to the fans. The fans are going to support and they'll pay for it, and they'll donate to be able to hear this stuff. And then, because if you put it on Spotify, you won't. Spotify don't pay you nothing. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I've been and I've submitted songs for licensing. For some reason, we just never had 
we can't get anything licensed, man. And I've, and people talk, oh, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But it never gets to that level. We never could get it licensed. It's fucking lame. And I've had songs, personally, I've had songs on, you know the show Breaking Bad? I had one of my songs on that. I've had the theme song for the Olympics. I've had, like, I have so many, I've gotten lucky with my music because it's a, a hybrid of hip-hop music, right? So it's got that, that whatever sound. So I've, I've got lucky. But for some reason, I can't get, and Jason's stuff is so perfect. He's got very orchestral stuff, you know, that's amazing. That could be amazing in a big movie, but we just haven't met the right person yet. So, you know, hopefully, you know, there, there's just like the the company mascot, they gave us money up front and we put everything uh, into putting the record, but there was not enough for the promotion and marketing. Like, you know, and so it's a tough thing to be a creative person, you know, even for someone like that who's already established, you know, to get it to the next level, to be able to get in the movie and all that. So, I'm still trying to go for that, and um, you know, hopefully we can, you know, get it. Hey, bless somewhere. you, man. Bless yeah, you so man. much for helping him. That that's it's, great. It's, it's one of his dreams. So I've been I've been bugging a friend of mine who does a lot of movie stuff, and so I've been pushing, uh, but yeah, no luck so far. Right now, I just want to get these songs done. And let me see. I'll show you the album cover because um, there's some good shit on here, man. I'll get my my uh, iPad, my computer and show you the so i have a i i work at a with a team in india and um they did all my stuff for my for my band and so i have uh they um they sent me a bunch of you know they, they helped me put all the social media stuff together and um he i have a guy doing the artwork and he, he did the it's called the strawberry jams and it's it's killer let me see if i can find it and um so yeah, that's man. the new one yeah, the strawberry jams. Because I remember years ago, wasn't there a a Becker uh, record it's that was black, released? Blackberry jams and the raspberry jams. Was Eddie on one of those, or Eddie was going to no. be on one of them? He was supposed to be on Triumphant Hearts, but I guess he, was he was supposed was to do sick. a solo. Yeah, like he, way back in the day. Yeah, unfortunately, he didn't. He didn't get around to it, uh, which sucks. You know, but you know, I don't know if you guys know, but. Uh, Eddie, you know, he helped a lot, you know, when, when Jason was going to, when he, you know, he helped him basically get a record deal through, through Warner brothers. And that, that's how, it, you know, he, dude, like when, when, you know, when uh, they did that, uh, what's it called? The, um, what's that shit called? The, the, the ice bucket challenge, right? Yeah. Um, he, he, uh, he, he challenged um, fucking um, John Mayer and Eddie. And Eddie was like, well, I, I, I can't, I, you know, so he donated, he gave him $10,000, you know, to help out. Like, he always was helped him out, you know. He always did a lot for Jason. Dude, that, mm-hmm. You can't, you, the, the stuff that no one knows about, you know. And, and um, it's pretty crazy. That guy's a fucking, he was a class act, you know. As you can see in the video of, uh, you know, okay, let me see. Mm-hmm. Let me see, show you this, the new album cover. There it is. Where is? Come on. Anyways, yeah. So, do I have any of the music? I might have some music I could play a little bit of. Okay, here it is. Dun dun dun. Come on. Come on. All right. Hold on. Come on. All right. It's downloading. 
this is his new album cover. It's called The Strawberry Jam. See, tell me if you could see this. Yeah, there it uh, is. So is that out yet? No, I'm working on it right now. I'm still working on it. It's called A Collection of Demos, Songs, and Ideas on Guitar. And it's it, and I'm still I'm waiting on some a couple things on it right now, but he's got a I think we're gonna release um um a thing of you know John Schofield right you guys know that guy John Schofield mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he did a song on uh, Triumphant Hearts and never came out and that's him playing on it so here, let me see this is I don't know if you guys can hear this. Can you hear? Is it? Yeah. So that's John Scofield playing. That's Jason playing. And then he'll start playing. Anyways, I'll I'll play play you some more of this. This is a demo from Cacophony. You guys know the song Images? This this version here is pretty crazy. This is it's not done. It's called We Can Blues. It's Jason playing blues for eleven minutes. And he's you can it's called We Can Blues because his hand falls off of his neck a couple times. And he's ripping, dude. Even with that challenge, he's still killing it, dude. That motherfucker, man. And I'm still waiting for the bass player to send me the track. I don't know if you guys can hear it very good. Yeah, we can hear it. So that's like David Lee Roth era? Yeah. And there's a lot of shreddy stuff, too. This This is off a little guitar. Oh yeah! Listen to that. What? There's a lot of crazy stuff, dude. There's so much. That's fantastic. So there's some some ripping, but <laughs> I'll, I'll play you some that this isn't gonna come out. So I'll play you this. Um, when I was telling you about a song, Baby's on Fire. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Here we go. This is fucking crazy to me. I heard this. I was like, dude, we got to put this on. He's like, nope. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Do you remember this, Johnny? I know that one, yeah. 
this is all the demos you did for the record. Keyboards is comedy. That's like That's some great stuff. He, won't, he doesn't want to put it up. And then here's something that's pretty cool because it's it's with Dave. This is called 40 Below. And it's in, in the juke. You can hear him jamming in the room. alternate case. You don't have vocals for it yet, you know? the solo so that's what this gets It's all just weird, live in the room. The solo's all played live, improvised. So there's a bunch of stuff, dude, and he doesn't want to put it out. And I'm like, dude, we got to put this shit out. He's like, nope. You know, hmm. it's showtime, a different version of it's showtime. You know, um, I don't know if you guys know, there's a song off his solo album. Um, and at the end of the song, he plays Leave It to Beaver, right? <laughs> the melody for Leave It to Beaver. But Mike Varney didn't want him to do it, put it out, so they he did it backwards. So you, no one knew it, what song it was. Well, I have <laughs> the fucking Leave It to Beaver, you know. And it's what's the name of the song? Let me see. Here we go. You know the song "Brother in the Cellar." I think it's called. Barney was like, you can't put that. I wouldn't get sued by the team. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's cool. <laughs> so so that's, that's what I want. But... Uh-oh. 
<laughs> we'll see you, well, Dave. <laughs> They'll probably be back. See, I wasn't joking, you guys. I, I know these people. I wasn't kidding. Wow, unreleased. Unreleased Jason Becker, dude. Hey, man, I'm going to say, there's not a lot that I really do like. I'm not one to say, oh, man, I really like that. But, man, what I just heard was astounding. That that's gangbusters there, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, Raven. Raven's great, man. Raven's always all over my new songs. And Uncle Raymond. I can't I can't thank Raymond enough, man. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. 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 And yeah, like I was telling you guys earlier before Dave uh jumped in, if if you never heard of Jason Becker I mean, definitely check out the documentary. Dave is in it. He's a, he's one of the guys that's in it, and and you can learn all about Jason and and what he's what he's done, what he's doing. Although the, the movie came out uh, in twenty twelve, twenty eleven, I think it was filmed in twenty ten ish. So it came out a while ago, but it's it's still. It has Jason's history, and um, and every year until Dave, hopefully Dave jumps back in. But um, every year, Dave would help uh, put together these these uh, benefits called "Not Dead Yet," and the, the documentary. Well, you guys all you guys have all seen the the footage of of Edward Van Halen, Billy Sheehan, Steve Lukather playing in Chicago. Mm. They're wearing the tank tops and the and the yeah. caps. Yeah, that was that was the first Jason Becker benefit is what that was. That was in Chicago. Um, And then that was in like 96, I think. And then by 20. 2010, 2009, 2010. um, uh, Dave Lopez was helping put together these more of these benefits local to the Bay area. So they would be once a year. One would be at like, like the great American music hall was one year. I went Richie Kotzen played. Um, there was another year. It was at uh, slims. Joe Satriani headlined. I actually have that whole Satriani set on my channel here. You guys can see it. Um, who else was there that night? I think Jeff Watson played, you know, from night Ranger. Um, Who else was there? I think Marty Friedman. I think played. I thought the, um, I thought the Jason Becker benefit that Ed played at was the second one because he couldn't make the first one, and there was a special one done because Ed could go to it. The first one that went down for some reason Ed couldn't go. Are and you talking? Oh, second- oh, oh. Okay, in in um. Actually, that would have been the first time I ever heard of Jason Becker. That was in 90 or 91. Mm-hmm. There was guitar for the practicing musician, and there was that centerfold with all those players. Yes. Um, uh, Jeff Watson was there. George Lynch was there. Lukather was there. Cotson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, uh, this guy. I've got the video. Because, if I can find it. And, and, and actually, to be honest with you, 
Ed says it in that video when he gives Jason the Wolfgang guitar. He said, I'm sorry I couldn't make it, but I'll make it to the next one. If you watch that video. Okay. Yeah, watch the video because that's where I think that's where I think I saw it because I think they're asking him if he could make it to the next benefit. And he said he would. And then came the Van Halen three Eddie with Lukather and, mm-hmm. and they're on that stage in Chicago and he's got those weird shorts on and the beret hats. They were called like the, the, they had like a name. I forget. Like yeah. the, the, the brute bill, the Brutus experience something, something. And, um, yeah. But I know that Ed was troubled that he couldn't make it to the first one. And he said, I, I, I'll be at the second one. And then that's when they had the Steve Lukather and him jamming on that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So that, w- that must have been like, like the first one. Um, and then this guy was there. I've got a little video. This dude was okay. there. Hey, Johnny. Johnny Beans here, guys. Look at this. You guys know this legend right here, eh? Look at that. Make sure you check out his YouTube channel as well. Click the name. Go subscribe. Very, very nice guy. Ew. That's Thomas McRocklin. Yeah, that's the Steve Vai kid. That's known as Little Stevie Vai, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who still looks the same to this day. <laughs> yeah. I still look the same, too. Yeah. yeah. That guy's a great guitar player, though. I mean, that guy's... And he's got cool guitars that Vi gave him. If you watch his YouTube channel, he's got some mm-hmm. really cool guitars that Vi gave him, so... Yeah. 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 But yeah, he was there at that one. Um, yeah, so that would have been 90 or 91. And I'm thinking if that was like the first benefit, uh, Edward would, Van Halen was on tour for Carnal Knowledge at that point. So yeah, it would have been it would have been that second one. Dave. Hey, man. Hey. Welcome back. Sorry about that. My phone died. <laughs> yeah. Fucking names. Oh, <laughs> what, a, what a great fucking guest, huh? Well, yeah. I, I was just about to charge it and it died on me. We've had other guests just leave in the middle of a show, so it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all serious? Kind of, I've been doing these shows for so long. Yeah, he's You've like, well, it's dinner time. Right in the middle. Yeah. Oh, Somebody well, that wanted to join happens. us. He wasn't really a guest. He just wanted to like be here. And then he's like, well, I got to go. It's dinner time. And then he just left. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, that was, that was, that was Robbie bad. was Robbie was there. Sorry. Yeah. My phone died. So, I, so, so, so Dave, about me we were we were. But Dave. so we were, we were talking about the not dead yet. Uh, the uh, the benefits was that was the first benefit. The one with all those dudes with the, the centerfold. Remember the guitar for the practicing musician in like 90 or do you remember that the show? First, you're talking about the, the original 93 one. That was 93. Yeah. You're talking about the one with, there's a pick, there's like a cover or, you know, there's like everybody sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. That's that LA. That's the, so that was the first one. And, and cause 40 grit here was saying they invited Edward to that, but Edward couldn't make it. So Eddie's like, 
I'll make it to the next one. And that was the one in Chicago with Sheehan and, and Luca. No, no, no. He wasn't invited to that one. He didn't the first one? The first one. So if you okay. see the video, there's a video when he meets Jason, right? Mm-hmm. And he um, he talked about, well, I, I wasn't invited. They didn't they have a joke about it. Mm. Oh, okay. That's, that's when he did. But he, was, he, didn't, he wasn't invited to that one because he gave Jason shit about it. You didn't even invite me, you know? So in the video... He might have been invited. He might have been just playing around with Jason. But when I in that video, he, they talk about that show, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's like, "You didn't even invite me," you know. So, yeah, yeah, but but the cool thing about that video is he tells him in that video, and I believe it's the same video when he gives him the Wolfgang. He said, "I'll be at the next one." Yeah, that was. And then the there. next one was the one with Lucather and him. Yeah. On yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. But I, I, there's a video of that. Of that show yeah it's awesome it's freaking but awesome the, but the video that i have has them hanging out backstage kicking it and eddie you know like all from behind the stage and then in you know that's not out yet so i i gotta mm-hmm. i'm digitizing all these videos that no one's seen that's pretty cool you know yeah but yeah so that that video is pretty fucking rad because you know they're back there warming up playing and they're all talking to jason mm. you know and uh, and then Marty's there. I mean, it's pretty cool, man. No one's seen this footage. Like they sent it to Jason because he couldn't be there. And it was before we did all this online stuff, so he couldn't, you know, Zoom or nothing, right? So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah. saw because he gave me he, there was like a box of VHS tapes at his house, and I'm like, dude, what's up with these tapes? He goes, oh, whatever. I'm like, Can I check them out tonight? And I went, I'm like, this is crazy. All this stuff concerts of a coffee no one's ever seen so i'm digitizing all that stuff right now that's the kind of stuff i want to put on patreon you know every week a couple videos a couple songs just for the crazy nuts you know and and put stuff like you heard that song with leave it to beaver right and, and mm-hmm. uh him jamming with ross because you can't put those out either because you know he doesn't own them you know there's just demos and roth i'm sure will get mad if you put it on Patreon, it's a little different. You know, you get more leeway. And you I can... mean, you let let Roth get mad. But try to help Jason here. What's he going to say? Oh, I didn't want to help him because I'm so full of myself. That'll, what's left of his career will be over for sure. You know, what's crazy is he, when I told you about the Ice Bucket Challenge, uh, Roth, because um, he called him, I called John Mayer, he called out Eddie, and he called out David Lee Roth, right? And, uh, Eddie sent him an email. Hey, sorry I couldn't be because he was fighting cancer at the time, right? So he's like, "Sorry I can't be in your video, but I'll send you some some money." So he sent him some money. Uh, John Mayer made a video. You guys see that video with John Mayer, the bucket challenge? Yeah, I've seen, class, I remember that. Class yeah, that guy. Right? Yeah. And then um, Eddie, no, Dave Roth sent ten thousand dollars to the ALS research. You know, he didn't even. He has never talked to Roth all these years since then. Nothing. I I believe that. Yeah. And he said to him, like, he, and years later, I guess when they asked him, how come your guitar player from the record is on tour? And uh, Roth said, well, some people can cut it live. and Some people only can cut it in the studio. And Jason was really hurt about that. Like, dude, I could cut it live. I just got sick, right? So. Hmm. little shitty things that Roth, you know, Roth is, I don't, he's a very confusing guy, you know, you don't know who he really is. It's like such a weird, he's like the Joker or something, right? You see interviews, he was on Joe Rogan, 
And I'm like, what the fuck's he talking about? <laughs> he like he doesn't. I couldn't understand any, any of it. No, and it's it's crazy, you know. So it's it's a sad. He's a weird guy, you know. Um, do Do you remember know. remember that girl that we that we knew that used to used to jam at Soundwave, Emily? Yes. Remember her? Yeah, you know, she was related to him. She told me that she was she was her dad was like cousins with Roth. She used to go to Roth's house when she was a kid, like his mom's house. She couldn't even get a hold of him. You know, she yeah. tried when they were remember when Van Halen was on tour in 2012 when they were up here? She tried get up getting a hold of him and she couldn't. No, he's he's And a she's weird related cat. to him. Yeah, he's a weird cat, man. I don't know what to say about that, but it, so there's another story um when they did that record um that he wanted to do like another eruption on on an album because he he thought jason's sweet stuff was like well this is some other new shit on guitar right so he said uh, mm -hmm. maybe you could do something like that on an album like eruption and so he, he tried to do that. there's a song called serana that he does arpeggios on it's a really popular song anyways he did it for roth and roth is like yeah i'm not feeling it it's because Jason's hands were already getting weak at the time, so he, he that record could have had some crazy shredding on it, but he got he was too weak, you know. So it's a sad it's a sad thing, but pretty you know it's like imagine what it would have been like if he would have been able to actually tour and play and 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 not have he was already walking with a cane when he was doing that record, you know, falling over or whatever. Yeah. But he still mm -hmm. finished that record, so you know, so it's a. It's a crazy thing. So I have all these, like I said, recordings of that era when he was trying to, you know, put this stuff out, you know, for and wrote songs for Roth. And there's a song that he did that I'm I'm working, I'm getting worked on, that is, could have been so heavy and great for the Roth record, you know. And uh, so we're gonna finish it now. Fuck it, we have the files. Might as well finish it, you know. But you know, did I ever tell you my Roth story? <laughs> I, I got close I enough to, to, so we, uh, my band was playing uh, Madison Square Garden with the Black Eyed Peas, and we had, uh, we had a uh, fucking press to do that the day, the morning, right? And so uh, there's a friend of mine, there's a radio TV, a radio show guy here, his name is JV. He recently passed away a couple of months ago. Right. Um, yeah. So JV was a really good friend of ours, and he... We did a bunch of shows here in the Bay, but anyways, he he moved to New York, and he remember when Roth was on on radio in New York, he replaced Howard took, Stern. Yes, remember that? Yeah. All right, mm -hmm. so we went, and he's like, "Yeah, I just replaced Roth on this show. I'm getting his slot now, right?" And so I'm like, "Oh, wow!" So we went there, and I saw Roth walk in the door, and got fired. Right. And I'm like, I'm excited to see like I'm finally get to see Roth. And I was gonna ask him, dude, what's up? Jason says hi. I was gonna bring up Jason. I was like, after all these years, I'm like, finally get to see Roth and say something. Anyways, he, he, I seen him walk by and I didn't get a chance to say anything. And he walks in the door and then JV's like, Don't say nothing, dude. He's getting fired right now. I'm like, what? He's getting fired. <laughs> oh my god. And so he walked out of the door. And him and his, his guitar player was there, too. He's waiting in the hallway. I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, I'm friends with Jason. Oh, Jason, fuck yeah. Anyways, he walks out, bro, and I saw the look of death on his face. Like, I didn't say, he like, kind of thing, if you said something, he would have punched you in the face. Like, he was, I've never seen somebody's light just go down 
Like he went from regular guy to being just killed just now. And he walked right by me and I just like, oh, I ain't saying nothing to this dude right now. I had nothing to say. He was oh, fucking man. so pissed, dude. And I, I was there. And I, if it would have been a day earlier, I would have been able to talk to him. But the timing is crazy, right? Like, I was like, finally get to say something about Jason to him and see why he never called or whatever, right? Send him a message. And he had just got fired from the show. And it was like, it was a trip. You like, you see, see people's energy, you know? Like, this guy had, like, someone fucking killed his dog or something. You know, it's, like, heavy, you know? I was like, oh, that sucks. And, yeah, so then we did the show after that. But he got fired that day. It was comedy. Wow. But, yeah, so far, no one's been able to, like, uh, what John Five is really good friends with Roth. And there's been communication with him, you, you know, talking to Jason. But I'm like, we should tell John Five to say something. Hey, can you say something? You know, reach out to him and say hello or anything, like. The fact that he's, after all these years, he's never said nothing is it's fucked up, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of a fucked up thing. So, um, I love David Lee Roth because those records are amazing and they're forever. He's, he's always going to be forever the greatest in that thing. But what a fucking weirdo, that guy. You know? His uh, the remaking of those songs. Have you heard his remakes he's done of those songs? Yeah. I what actually had to I had to do a cover of Everybody Wants Some because his was so bad I felt obligated to to do a to do a cover on my own do it. It's, I think it's the I think it's still the most watched video I've done musically. Mm. But what's the purpose cuz most of the time we we've done re the versions of our songs we had a song that was really popular, but we don't own the masters. So we redid it so we could license it for TV and all that stuff, right? So when they want it, we, yeah, we have our version, so we get all the money. Because we're mm-hmm. broke. That motherfucker has all the money. Why is he staining this fucking great legacy by playing his shitty versions? You know, I, I don't get it. You know what I mean? What the Thank fuck you, Ryan. Doing? Right. Oh, Ryan. Ryan likes my version of that song. It was very popular. That's oh, are you chatting? There's <laughs> chats right now. Yeah. 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 And I'm talking hella shit. Like everybody's. Sorry if I. No, no, anybody. you're cool, man. No, no, Dave, man, you're cool. <laughs> Absolutely cool, man. Absolutely cool. Oh, look at these. See, I, there's a Ryan Sky prop. Hey guys, sorry, I haven't even. You guys are talking shit about me. I didn't even know. Uh, <laughs> Everybody oh, hide. Duck. You have the vinyl for Perpetual Burn. Awesome. Ever played Joe Satriani? No, but uh, Joe Satriani played on the first Not Dead Yet concert we put together. Yeah. So, um, hey, my show has been incredible. All right on, Ryan. Sorry for my potty math. <laughs> Ryan, right on. Patreon. He went full weirdo. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to read these. I didn't even know we're talking to people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Roth's mom went crazy near the end of her life, too. That could be it. Yeah, because it's the Roth show. You guys have been talking. You've been chatting up this whole time. I I don't even know. Right on. Dave is awesome. Thank you. All right. There you go. So 
I forgot. I used to do these with Johnny with my band, and um, what's it called? And, and I forgot. <laughs> that we, when the this when was... the pandemic happened, I was helping you and and your other band members do this type of thing, and I would you guys would have me on your channel. Yeah, doing shows. No one, no one knew how to do any of this shit, so we're like, yeah, Johnny, you run it. And yeah, we just talk shit. Yeah, no, and yeah. I'm happy you're still doing it. It's awesome. It's I'm going on eight years of doing these weekly, several, actually several times a week. I'm always doing these things. And how many shirts do you have? Eight shirts? I got two, three shirts. Three shirts. I got to make new shirts. Thank you, That's Zach Fong. Thank you. <laughs> got to shout him out. Funny. <laughs> That's awesome. I love, I love it. This is great. Fuck. Fucking what else? Any? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, I do all this shit for Jason because he's. I've known Jason since I was a, uh, you know, up fifteen years old. You know, he's been my favorite person ever. That's what but, I was telling them earlier. Is because I was explaining that I was late for the show tonight because I was up there and I told them where I was and, and what we were doing and stuff and and then uh, I'd mentioned you and and how we met and how you. How did, so how did you meet Jason originally? It's funny. So when I was in Richmond, we're from Richmond, and uh, I remember, you know how, I'm sure you guys can relate, you know, in your neighborhood, everybody who plays guitars, you'd hear about, oh, I heard this guy could play this song. I heard this guy, you know, everyone knows each other in the neighborhood that plays guitar. And so I would hear about this guy that could play Ingve three times faster than Ingve. I'm like, what? And we're like, he's 15 years old. He could play three times faster than I was like 13 or something. I was really little, you know, in junior high or something. And I'd hear about this guy that could play faster than Ingve, and he's from Richmond. And so, you know, I'm like, what? And then I heard he played at Kennedy High School up the street and he played Ingve. I'm like, with this legendary fucking guy, Jason Becker. So I had no idea who the fuck, I knew who he was, but I never met him. I just knew that, you know, in this area here where we grew up, it's like, there's a guy named Mark Biederman who was, who was in a band called Blind Illusion, who taught Les Claypool how to play bass. He taught Kirk Hammett, Gary Holt, Exodus. This whole area is a bunch of guitar players, right? So you'd hear about all the guys, everybody in the neighborhood. So I'd hear about Jason. And then uh, my friend came over with a cassette. Uh, KUSF was the radio station. They played the first Cacophony album. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Because I was in the Ingve, but when I heard that, I'm like, this is crazy. So then I remember, um, so I don't know how I found out about auditioning for this band, Dragon School, right? We got to come. And so I went to this dude's house in the Richmond Hills. And, uh, you know, the very, it wasn't a very good band. Uh, turns out it was Jason's brother Aaron's band, right? And so the guitar player, uh, this guy that was in the band, he didn't like me because I played better leads than him. So I didn't get the gig. <laughs> so they're like, and, and, and Aaron called me, you know, oh, he just, I'm sorry about that. My friend's kind of a weirdo and he didn't want you in the band because he wanted to do all the lead, whatever, you know, little kid shit. But I was sitting in the living room and this fucking guy shows up and he's like, hey, that sounds really, he's complimenting how I played. And he was really fucking cool. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, is that fucking Jason Becker? Sure enough, it was fucking Jason. I was 15 years old. He was 17 or something. And and I'm like, and he was so fucking normal and cool. And I, I had no, you know, no ego whatsoever. He was so fucking cool. 
and um, and so I started taking lessons from my mom. Used to pay money for for lessons for me after she heard the song called The Ninja. So that's how I started getting to know him. And turns out what happened, the reason why he could play Ingve better than Ingve was his dad was showing off to his uh, friends at work. Like, my son could play Eddie Van Halen and Eric Clapton. He could play any. He's better than anybody. He was showing off. And somebody, there's a record by Ingve called Steeler. You guys know that record, Steeler? When Ingve yes. was in, in Steeler? Well, yep. he, he got, there's an instrumental on there. And this guy fucking, uh, you know, sped up the record player to 45, right? And recorded that song and gave it to Gary. Yeah, if your son's that good, have him learn this song. So it's Ingve three times faster <laughs> because he sped it up. And you believe it or not, this motherfucker, Jason, learned it, right? So when the Ingve album came out, Rising Force came out, he's like, I could play all this shit already. He picked it apart. He could play with his eyes closed because he learned how to somebody. Because you know, you you don't know the challenges. You know, you know, there's no, you know, he had no idea. So that's why he was so fucking incredible. Because somebody tried to play a practical joke, and he learned it. He stayed home, didn't go out, didn't get no fucking party. He didn't party, none of that. He just played the guitar all day, and he learned Ingve. And then when Ingve came out, he could play that whole record first listen. You know. So it's crazy what your mind could do, right? Like if you have no, if you have no obstacles, right? You just, you know, you don't know that no one could play that fast, but he fucking did. So that's why you, there's a video of him at 15 playing Ingve at Kennedy High School because he had learned how to play that. So that's how it started, and that's how I met him. And that's, you know, just I would ask him, how the fuck did you learn? You know, and, and that's Gary told me that story. Somebody played a practical joke, and you know, he had the last laugh. You know. So he was he was so out of control, dude. He would grab, he'd be like, okay, I'm going to do a guitar solo for a song. He would be bored of just playing normal. So he would he'd grab his four track, turn the tape around, and learn how to play what he played backwards, forwards. Right? How fucking crazy wow. is that guy? He'd learn how to put like, he's like, ah, I'm so bored playing forward regular style. Let me find another way to phrase this by playing backwards, <laughs> learning how to play what I played backwards, but play it forwards, backwards. So the song uh, Baby's on Fire, there's that solo, mm -hmm. is him turning the tape over and learning what he played, what he heard of what he played backwards. And that solo is him playing backwards, forwards. So, yeah. It's fucking nuts, dude. Wow. A, you know? So I always felt, in my mind, in my heart, I've always felt like, you know, when, when they say that grunge killed rock and guitar for that moment in time, I think, like, if Jason wouldn't have gotten sick, we would have had more craziness going on with the guitars. Mm -hmm. You know that's, what I mean? We would, like, Because he was stepping to another, the sweeps, and he, would have, he was going on some crazy other stuff, backwards, forwards, and, and it wasn't like he was super technical, like, everything's... He was so fun, and it's first take, and it's all real, you know... So, yeah, man. So I always feel that, like, you know, if you would have been able to play Serana on A Little Ain't Enough, then, you know, you couldn't have denied that album, you know. But mm -hmm. it is what it is. So, but, yeah, I, I think I think that. I think that the guitars would have been kept going going forward, you know, because he was just, he was out of his mind, that guy, you know, with his craziness, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man. Wow. Pretty crazy. And yeah. and so you you were there when he got the call to audition for Roth and, and all that. I did, I did. 
and um, I, you know, he he got he got the gig, and then I remember seeing him driving by my house. He was a terrible driver, so I I'm like, oh my god, Jay, and I was honking at him, and he was driving to the freeway, and he was just swerving, and he was the most. So you know what this motherfucker used to do when he drove at stoplights? Did I ever tell you about this, Johnny? This no, but really I, crazy I have a feeling. So. He didn't want. He didn't like waste time at stop signs, at stoplights. He bought a little guitar, a small guitar, and he would practice at stop signs and stoplights, playing as he drove. I wonder if that if if that story ever got public before, because I remember back in the early '90s, late '80s, somewhere where Guitar World used to have a cartoon. And the character in the cartoon, that's what he would do. He would play guitar at stoplights. Yeah, probably. Well, remember we were, we were sitting did we were sitting right next to that guitar we were at his house today. It's a small it's called a Sammy guitar. It's a small huh. mm-hmm. I just played you a song and I said oh, you, you, when you were, you know, saying, Hey, that's a cool that's a shredding. That was him playing on a little guitar. But he would he just didn't like wasting time. He had to fucking play while he drove. That's why I think he was a terrible driver. He was too focused on his guitar, you know. So, <laughs> but I was the lot when I, he got the gig. I was like, hey, I was yelling at him when he drove because he lived right down the street, you know. And so, yeah. But then I didn't see him for a long. Once he got sick, I didn't see him for a long time. He didn't. He was very. He didn't. Couldn't really speak. And he was very. He wasn't. You know. He was depressed or whatever. And eventually, I just started showing up, unannounced. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, what's up? And I just talk shit. Because one thing about Jason, he's very, we're very much alike. We talk shit. We just laugh and make jokes. And he's comedy, dude. That's all we do is say crazy, stupid shit. So I would go over there and I'd just make him laugh the whole time. And that's when his dad's like, you don't ever have to call. Just You can come anytime you want. Because when you're here, you make him laugh so hard that he forgets he's, you know, that he's, he's depressed, you know. And to this day, whenever he's going through some any health thing or whatever, I'd go over there and I'd just I'd make him laugh, you know, and he'd make me laugh because he would, this is the kind of guy Jason is. I'm a, a Raider fan. He's a Niner fan. And so when the Niners and the Raiders would play and the Raiders would win over the Niners, I'd call him and like, you're a bitch, right? I'd talk shit to him. <laughs> and then he, then all of a sudden when the Niners would win, he'd call me and there's nothing worse than a shit talking Jason Becker. Cause you know, he speaks with, <laughs> with his, with his eyes, right? <laughs> So you'd be like, you'd hear like W, H, O, S, and then T, H, E, B, I, T, C, H, and O, W. Like, who's the bitch now? Right? And hang up. You know what I mean? He, he always, like, he comes with some, because you think like, wow, he's so deep, right? He's such a spiritual, he is. He is that guy. But you're waiting for some spirituality, and when he calls you a bitch, one letter at a time, and you're waiting like for him, you know, and he's talking shit. It's like fuck you, man. Right? <laughs> That's the kind of guy he yeah. is. He's always been hilarious, and so we were. Uh, somebody, a fan, sent me a, a, a recording of, of a GIT thing that he did, right? Him and Marty, and you can mm-hmm. hear Marty, uh, you know, he's like super serious, you know, guitars real you know, serious musician. And Jason and on that recording is fucking around the whole time talking shit. And you can hear the tension with Marty and Jason. To the point where 
somebody goes, why don't you guys go see a fucking, like a marriage counselor or something like, right? Because <laughs> Marty was said so serious and Jason just didn't give a fee, just such a mellow, just a funny, he's a kid, right? And so there was also another uh, recording of him doing a clinic and he's like, yeah, Richie Cotton, yeah. Yeah, we're butt buddies, right? <laughs> say, say shit like, and so I talked to fucking uh, Richie. To, like he played here a couple weeks ago with the Winery Dogs, and I was, and, and that's yeah. another guy. Richie Cotton is fucking so cool, dude. He's such a such a good friend with Jason, and and he's just a he's a comedy too. But anyways, I saw him, and I'm like, yeah, I was listening to the, this recording of Jason talking about you, all right? And he called you his butt buddy. He goes. <laughs> Hey man, we weren't really butt buddies. You we weren't in the. I'm like, I know you were, but he was. But he, I don't think he understood what that meant at the time. We were really young, you know. And he's all, yeah. And so he told me a story of how him he was working. Jason was producing Richie's album, right? And uh, Jason was sitting down, and Richie walked up and farted it in Jason's face, right? And Jason got hella mad and threw a gum at him. Right, and this is the '80s, right? So the gum got in his fucked up his hair, and so Richie got hella mad and threw a fucking guitar at Jason's head, like threw it, like he was so mad, and they're fighting because he farted on his face, right? And then he had to go to the Phantom Blue girls, the band Phantom Blue helped him get the gum out of his hair, uh-huh. and you know, so they they've been fucking <laughs> off, they've been for years, and they have this inside jokes amongst each other, you know, and so. I want to put some of that stuff on this record, like uh, little pieces of interviews, because there's some amazing playing. He told me that the that GIT thing they with Marty. He was he he says that I was the peak of his ability to play. He was like the best he could play it, and, and when you hear it, it's like, oh my god, this has been right before you got Dave's the Dave gig. He was playing out of his mind, you know. So it's mm-hmm. comedy, dude. He's hilarious, you know, bud buddies and shit. And, and Richie's eyes got all big. Oh, no, 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 no. We weren't butt buddies, man. And we, you know, we were just kids. We are just fucking around. And so, you know, he's that's the kind of guy he is. He's just a <laughs> regular, funny. And he never took himself too serious when it came to, like, you know, being like Ingve Malmsteen. You know, like, those guys are just like, oh, oh fucking, I'm arrogant. Like, he was never like that. He, was, he wanted to play football or, or you know. Just a regular guy, you know. Especially, a, he's still that same guy. He's still funny, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, you see him talking. Yeah. You know, we're with him today. He's in there laughing, mm-hmm. talking shit, you know. So, telling, yeah, telling jokes and stuff. And I was explaining to everybody how he communicates. You know, Gary developed this system of of eye movements and a, and a chart. Um. So, can can you read it? Have you learned it? I'm awful at that. So he he. He did it before I left. He goes, "Why don't you read some some of this, Dave?" I'm like, "Oh fuck, right?" So he starts doing, and I get hella nervous. And so then his one of his caretakers, Tanook, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm like, where are you gonna go? Uh, I'm gonna take a bus home. I'll give you a ride." So I snuck. I'm all right. Later, I gotta go. When he's oh, asking today? me for the yeah, but I was like, oh. hey, "I'll see you later," because <laughs> I I get all nervous. I get all because I can't, you know, because you'll it's two movements, right? I don't know if you guys know. There's it's six boxes. And each box has letters, like three or four letters. And they're all placed. So whatever, when he looks up, he does one uh, movement, it goes to the box. And in that box, he moves either whatever direction to, to spell. And so I could spell it, but I forget what the last three letters were. 
right? So I'm like, oh, I spelled it, but what the fuck does it say? Because <laughs> I forgot. So I gotta, I gotta get a pen and paper, write it down. It's, it's been a thing, and he always talks shit to me about it. Like you, all these fucking years, you still don't know how to speak to me. You know, I'm like, ah, it's hilarious. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> and there's people show up. They're there for like a month, and they learn it. You know, and I've been around since the 90s you know early 90s i still yeah. don't know how to do this shit i'm just i get nervous it's so weird I, I remember at one of the parties uh, gretchen was there gretchen she knows it. yeah she, she knows it she can read it yeah yeah i remember what her like going friend. up to him and communicating with him yeah yeah i'm a bad friend yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible man anyways all right i need to get my ass i gotta get up or and get ready for going to bed and all that stuff. It was cool. a pleasure to talk to you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you too. Yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry I talked so much. You guys are like, no, oh, you know. No, no problem. But that's usually how I am with Johnny. Because Johnny talks so fucking much. He won't shut the <laughs> fuck up. So he's got to take over the conversation because he's, you know, Johnny Bean. He's, you know, and it, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But I like this. Yeah. This is a cool crew, man. I like, you know. These I'm guys are guys. awesome. Yeah, Thank those you. other guys, not cool. Not cool. <laughs> yeah. And Johnny's the, just the best. He's just so passionate about this stuff, you know, about mm -hmm. music and, you know, Andy Summers. He stalks Andy Summers around, you know. Freaking, <laughs> Dave, did you see that video? Did you ever see that video of Andy Summers? When you, when you got arrested for fucking... Look at this. Um, Did you ever see this? Check this no, out. Look at this. Oh, no. Look at this. Thank you, first of all, very much for joining us. Uh, but now we've got Johnny. Hello, Johnny. Hi, how are you? Is that Johnny Bean? Yes. yes hey, man, how are you? <laughs> hey, good to see you, man. It's been a while. Are you still living in San Francisco? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you guys you guys know each other? You guys I, hang out? I, I bet you. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, what's did you ever see yes. that? Yes, Johnny. A million fucking times I've seen that video. <laughs> <laughs> you always show yeah. the same fucking shit. Like, hey, it's Andy Summers fucking, you know, third cousins, whatever. <laughs> Andy Summers. And notice it's a different background that you have now. How long ago was that video? That one? That was eight years ago. Exactly. That was I before I lived that, here, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that video for eight years, Johnny Bean. <laughs> get a new fucking video, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, they, weren't you stalking? Didn't you get like a fucking one of those uh, anti-stalking laws because of Johnny Bean fucking restraining order? Restraining I don't order. Know. Johnny Bean. What? Oh, what's up, Eddie? I didn't know you were gonna be here at Barnes and Noble. What's up, dude? <laughs> At the I'm actually going oh. to see him. He's gonna he's gonna be in Monterey. I'm gonna go see him play. That poor bastard. <laughs> I you know one of the best moments ever was when Johnny Beach out of nowhere has a picture of him hanging out with Eddie. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like he didn't tell nobody nothing. He just all of a sudden there's a yeah, I'm here with Edward. Edward, like he knew him and shit. Like he knew him fucking Edward. Oh, me and Edward, you guys don't know about Edward? And I was texting, what the fuck, Johnny? I was texting you when it happened. Was, what do you do? Oh, no big deal. I just happened to be at a club. And, you know, and fucking, I was stalking him, and he happened to be there. What was, what was that like for you? Did you fucking freak out when you fucking, when you met Ed, Edward? 
No, no, no big deal. No, no. It, it was, it Fuck was just, you. it was just a normal. I was invited. It was, I was invited. It was a, a private party that a friend of mine invited to, and he, uh, he was there. And, and when I, I saw him, I, I saw him and, and I'm like, wow, you know, and I left him alone. I didn't talk to him. And then I had a mutual friend introduce me to him and he was just a normal, normal dude. And it was, yeah, it was pretty. Who, who believes Johnny about this? Do you, do you think Johnny was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm Edward. I don't believe you. Oh yeah, what's up, dude? Yeah, nice to meet you. You've seen my show? Look at my shirt. You see, you know. <laughs> He actually he did, did see one of these shows one time. Did he? I heard he did see one. Yeah, he's like, this motherfucker is crazy. Like he's just. <laughs> What's up with Wolf? Wolfie? Have you met Wolfie yet? No. What do you no. guys think of Wolfie of, of the the mammoth? You guys down with mammoth? Yeah, I I think it's great that he's that he's not trying to be his dad. I think that's. Yeah. But that's do you guys awesome. like his music? Are you guys in? Everyone's quiet now when I ask that. <laughs> right? You know, no one wants to piss anybody off. But what do you guys think of his music? I like that he is rocking. In a world where nobody's rocking, he still is. You know, unless it's like some old band that's still around for, you know, God knows how long. He's. He's making new rock and roll, and uh, I think that's that's keeping kind of like rock alive. So, but but do you I, like his jams though? That that's what I'm wondering. Do you like his music? I'm happy he's rocking too. I listen to one or two songs, and I'm like, oh, this is good. But I don't, I don't. I've always go back to Fair Warning, right? I still go back to the the you know. I but, all right. I've I'm not. I'm not a big fan of it, you know. I think it sounds good and all, but uh, you know, I'm old and. I think, you know what you I know. think, and I think it's it's not for us. I think it's for young people that like rock, that are you know what I'm saying? Like it's because I I was just talking to somebody about that, about um, you know, there's guys that grew up on Randy Rhodes and Eddie Van Halen, like we did, right? And uh, like Jason and all these guys are the newer generation. So those guys are never, they don't understand the shrapnel and that kind of stuff. They're not into it, you know? That's so interesting. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I was like, I was like, you know, Jimmy Page and uh, yeah. Leslie West. I, I was before that, you know? Exactly. So there's like a generations for like, I, I hear some younger music now and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm old. It's not for me. I'm not supposed to like this. You know what I mean? I like, like when I listen to Greta Van Fleet, I'm like, I don't get this at all. But the kids love them. So it's like, I feel like Mammoth, I, I listen to him, and this is really good, but I, I'm still, my hard drive is filled with rock already. There's not enough new, something new that's going to make me go, ooh, I can't wait to, you know, I mean, anything, but it's not for, I'm 51, you know what I mean? So it's not for us. It's, it's a whole other generation. So I'm happy that he's doing, keeping the legacy alive. He's making new music for the younger generation because no one's going to, no one can relate to Aerosmith when you're 16. They're like, those guys are a bunch of old guys, right? You don't, 
like you love the music, but you can't relate to that, you know. So. For me, when when Aerosmith was around, uh you know, that was still cool, but that was kind of like almost a new kind of thing because you know I'm 61, so you know I was listening to Donovan, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Steppenwolf, you know, I was I was. Uh, kind of dig in Sabbath, but Sabbath was kind of a new thing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was way into Zeppelin, obviously to gone and, uh, you know, Paige Bonham. That was like what I really liked. And then I got into other things too. I, I liked yes. And, you know, I saw them in concert six times, but that's what music know. was music and men were men. And there was no condoms, you know what I mean? That was a different time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There was a different time when people could do craziness, right? We got fucked out of our... And now the younger... Like, we like we grew up in an era where, you know, AIDS and what a crack and whatever. These kids now, they can't even fucking do drugs because they got fentanyl in them. Like, they can't even part. It's a different time. It's like every generation gets a different thing. But the mm -hmm. fact that he's keeping guitar music alive is awesome. And I'm happy because, you know, fuck, man, it's hard to do music. And he's he's got an advantage being a Van Halen. But if he wasn't good, no one would want to do anything. And he is good, you know. It's just not, I can't relate to that stuff too much, you know. There's a couple, mm -hmm. he's just, he has a song using his dad's guitars and amps. And those sound really good, you know. He's got a great voice, you know, I mean, he's really good. But I think, you know, us old guitar Van Halen fans are, it's hard not to like go back to the old songs, you know, which is good. So when we have kids, they're not, they're like, we don't get any of this Van Halen shit. I like Mammoth because it's newer production, newer, you know, it's, uh -huh. so it's like, you know, so it's a I trick. think Raymond, Raymond has a good comment here. There's very little new music I can get into. And he is one of my biggest fans. I'm giving him new music every day. You know, that might be part of the reason why I like to do it, too, because I don't really hear anything that I like either, you know. So, you know. Because, and so, because you, can you, it's your hard drive is full of this incredible music. You're right. I don't you have a hard Leslie drive. West in your brain. Your yeah, brain in my brain, yeah. Drive. Like you grew up on Leslie West. So it's like when you hear Leslie West, that was Randy Rhodes' favorite guitar player, right? Without that dude, and same with no, it was uh, Michael Schenker's favorite guitar player was was uh, Leslie West, right? So you go back to the old school like that. So it's like, you know, it's all an, uh, an evolution of of music. And when you're a young kid, you know, you you have to have new music. You know, it's it's always good to go back to the old stuff. But the new music for me was Metallica. Growing up in the Bay Area, when those records were coming out, that was new. I, I was older that, when know? that came out. I dug Garage Days. I dug Kill 'Em All. After that, I thought it was weak. It was just yeah. me, though. But I just thought that, you know, those first ones were intense. I did not like the tones and sounds. But uh, I thought at least it rocked. You know, I liked the fast stuff. And it was kind of like when I get a little older and like Suicidal Tendencies. I thought they rock too because they were they were they would rock hard. I see. I Anything like the hard. the the hardcore. That first album to me was my favorite when they were like punk rock. You know, they're hardcore. 
that was because I, I love hardcore, all that punk stuff, you know. So I, you know, so it's like it all depends on where you're at. But you know, I'm like I said, I'm happy for the Greta Van Fleet and for all those guys. I don't listen to any of that shit, but fuck yeah, good, good for the kids to play and to be inspired to write songs and and you know, hopefully uh, something like a Van Halen comes back and rocks. Some young kid comes with some new shit that's just like this is undeniable stuff. You know, we're, I'm waiting for that, you know. I don't think it's Greta Van Fleet, but I hope something to the level where there's, like, good guitar playing for us to go, wow, this that dude is ripping, and it's honest, you know. It's not like, oh, he's just doing the same old whatever, like, you know, over-the-top stuff, you know. So I'm I waiting for that. I had something I wanted to say, too, because the chat got pretty far into David Lee Roth and how he couldn't sing and like, the 2000s and and concerts that he went to that he could still sing or when he was gone. For me personally, I thought Eat Him and Smile was fantastic. I thought Skyscraper was great too. After that, for me, that was it. I I, I just thought it was kind of over for him. I think if he'd have kept going, Billy Sheehan and Steve Vai, that that band could have just kept on rolling, even though I didn't like Steve Vai's tone. It was too tinny. It would, you know, hurt your ears, but I loved what he was playing. But I thought all that music was absolutely great. It was, it was just uh, in your face fast and all that. But after that, for me, I, I guess I, I thought that was it for Dave because it didn't matter if he could sing her anymore. He wasn't doing Yankee Rose, like, you know, you know, he, he wasn't doing, uh, you know, just like Paradise. I mean, these, these, that stopped. That intensity, what was going on, it, it, it left. And that was like it for me, uh, you know. So that, that's kind of the way I look at it. I, I'm not wanting yeah. to go back and want to see somebody that's super old trying to be in concert, you know, and all that. Uh, you know. That's just me, dude. I, I I saw Kiss the last time they played here, and I I saw Paul Stanley. He kind of wasn't his voice was shot, but I had a new respect for Gene Simmons. I couldn't believe his bass tone. I'm like, this bass tone is bananas, and he's saying his ass off. Like he sounds just like the record, and wow. I never even noticed it. Like wow, I never even paid attention because I was so into Ace Frehley and all that stuff. But I'm like, that dude's like 95 years old, right? How is that? He's old as fuck. And he's out there rocking, <laughs> right? So it's like old, I feel like old only makes you better. You get better. You don't overplay. You're supposed to be better, you know? And sometimes you can't do what you're supposed to do, but just the fact that you're doing it, you know? But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, There's I, some I, I people love out there. Like, yeah, Angus Young's still doing it. I mean, that's kind yeah. of incredible because he's old and he's still doing it. Or I think George Lynch actually plays better now than he ever did. I have a friend that uh, he has a friend that goes down to his house in Texas and actually jams with him. And I've seen some of those, uh, you know, videos of that, like private ones. And his playing is so refined now. He's not trying to just uh, really just kill everything. He's got more mobile melodic it's it's uh it's smoother he's got a little space in, in his uh playing i think he's played better than he ever has well truthfully yeah. 
same same before Jeff Beck died. That guy was just like bananas, right? So there's you know there's it's it's good. I think age is a good thing. You're just getting better, you know. Like you know, I don't know if you ever been salsa dancing. When you see like you see like a, an old OG dancing, he's barely moving, but he's throwing the chick around like crazy. Like he's just wow, just and he's barely moving like an old you know like a kung fu master. He barely does a few moves and he fucks you up. Like that's you don't waste your energy, you know. So I think that that's the real artists are the ones that are just, you know, they just get better and they don't over overdo it. They're not trying to do, you know, they save their energy for the, the good stuff, you know. So, yeah, man, I'm not hating on any old people because I'm old, you know. I'm and 10 years older. older than you are. Yeah, you got a big old gong behind you. I mean, that's <laughs> respect. That's power right there. <laughs> He's going to have a bigger one in a couple of weeks, too. I'm 12 days away from having the money saved to get a 38-inch gone. So it's really, I'm, I'm scraping it here. People are helping me. Mike Olson sent me money to get some today. Uh, a, a couple in front of me didn't want me to know. They paid for my sub when I went to get Mike's sub. So I got 12 days, not a lot of money. But I know this is the only chance I'll be able to get that because – if I have to have a hip replacement, I won't be able to buy anything ever. Even with my insurance, I'm gonna—I won't get anything, you know, from, uh, from what I get, you know, to keep me going. And it takes a long time, and it takes me a long time to save stuff. So you know, I've always been save up for what is really, really great. I mean, if you've got to buy a guitar neck for eight or nine hundred dollars, and that's going to make that guitar, or you're building something out of like actual Kramer made at the factory parts and you've got to, you know, buy that body for 400 and then do all the work to it and then spend another five or 600 to get it painted professionally. Then you do that. If it takes you a year to do it, then it does. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's the way I am. It's what do you sleep with my gong, Chris? This ain't Australia. Akadaka. Uh, I don't, I don't have a gong, but I used to have really big bongs back in the day. Big bong. So now we're hearing computerized <laughs> synthesized gong sounds. You've got to be kidding me! When I got the real deal right here, it sounds oh like a God. toilet. That sounds like a toilet. You, you guys well, are gonna make. It's a Zildjian make, gong, so. You guys, all right, I'm, I won't do it. I won't do it hard, but you guys have to hear what it really sounds like if you're going to pull, <laughs> pull that kind of crap on me. Oh, Shut that thing up. <laughs> Holy shit. Turn the volume down. <laughs> down, bro. His dick is a lot bigger than yours, Johnny. <laughs> you got a little ass dick, Johnny Bean. His shit is big old cock. Oh my god. Now the, the 38 I'm getting is the size oh of that god. gong and the stand. That's just the gong. And I'll only yeah. be getting I'll only have hey, Pascal. 
by the gong, not the stand. The stand I have to save up for afterwards. But you got a thirty-inch, and, and Johnny's got a two-inch. That's that's what it sounds like. I had to take my fucking headphones off. That shit was so loud. Oh my god, that's crazy. Oh my gong. Oh my gong. Oh my gosh. Right. Gong I need to get my ass some sleep. It was nice to talk to you guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And sorry for talking too much. I just get excited. Johnny Bean. It's like I see double with his shirt and him. It's two two Johnny Beans. You know, dude. It was great hanging out today. Let's do it again. Um, yeah, man. I gotta come to your studio, man. I've never been to your. I don't your have studio. it. I, I I I'm not doing music right now. I'm kind of just working on Jason stuff and producing another friend of mine. I'm kind of retiring. You know, I gotta get a real job. You know, none of this music shit. You know, it doesn't work mm -hmm. as much. You know, I was. That's funny. Last I, I, I didn't hit it very loud. I didn't ring it out. That was maybe half of what it might have done. So your dick's tired. bigger, bigger than that. See. It's and that 38, the 38's going to be like, the other gong you heard was my 30-inch gong, which is hanging underneath it. That's the one I got in- Is that uh, gong? In 1978, I ordered that 30-inch. I've had that my entire life. I, I thought he was talking, he said his dong. Yeah. Dong, cause, no. Cause you no had little, little, little he said dong, it was hanging Johnny. behind him. I heard it. Yeah. Little, little Johnny Don. <laughs> His your little dong is nothing compared to his dong. That shit was loud as fuck, dude. No, oh, that was even was close. So much bass, and it was just my headphones were just crazy, man. <laughs> Amazing. That's cool. Well, you guys have a wonderful night, and I'll I'll come back with with new new music. Maybe we could play it. You know, I'm working on a video right now for him too, another Jason video, like a music mm -hmm. video for one of his old songs, and I'm working on all kinds of shit. So I'll I'll keep you guys updated, and if I ever cool. find out. Van Halen fifty one fifty uh cassette. Yeah. I'm not gonna share it. Ah, ah. Play, bro. I'll play it on my phone for Johnny. Here's five seconds. <laughs> I'll send you the the original the original fucking um video too, Johnny. But don't share it because he's talked shit about No He talks shit about Johnny Bean. He goes, You know that Johnny Bean? He's been stalking me. <laughs> Eddie's just talking shit about Johnny. That motherfucking Andy Summers Fuck. called me. He put a restraining order. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, you guys. Take care. All right. I'll see you later, man. Nice to talk to you, Dave. Thank right, you, man. Likewise. Peace. Those are my friends. See? Oh, my gosh. There's a comment I liked out here, too, was uh, Wolfgang is kind of like Foo Fighters with, like, lead guitar. And that's kind of – I always thought Foo Fighters was lacking that lead guitar. They never really had big leads. They had some good music, you know. Some of it was mm -hmm. great. And, of course, you know, Taylor Hawkins. There's no way I, I could hang with his drumming for, for five minutes without collapsing. But, you mm. know. But I thought that was kind of a cool comparison there. So Wolfgang is bringing that lead guitar back into rock and roll, mm -hmm. which is which is excellent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like I said earlier, I'm glad that he's not just playing his dad's, you know, songs or, or whatever. Um, you know, it's good to, to throw that stuff in here and there, but not to be like a Frank Sinatra Jr. Jr., you know, or going out there worse, and singing the same songs or whatever, you know. Hank Williams Jr. 
his life. Hank is, Williams Jr. Jr. But I think he does or, different stuff now. Well, Hank the Third does different. But it took but Hank um, the Fourth. Hank Jr. It took him a long time. He had to get till he got away from his mother because she wouldn't let him, uh, you know, pl- sing anything else. So it was really mm-hmm. rough on him till he finally broke through on his own, and then it was harder to do because he was playing all his dad's stuff. So, mm-hmm. You know that that's just so. It's nice to see Wolfie being able to do it. Yes. All right. What time is it? Are you got you guys okay? <laughs> I just yeah, got told I have, I have to wake up in six hours. So. So I got to go to bed too. Um, yeah. 40 Grit. Thank you so much, man. And if you buy that Jason Becker guitar, let us know. Mm. I will keep everyone informed. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the guitar in person. So it's awesome. Ron, Fretworks. Good to see you, man. Thank you for having me again, Johnny. You're welcome. Thank you guys for all covering uh, the beginning of the show. Oh, man. Uh, honor, I, was driving ba- honor. I was driving back. Thanks but, so uh, much for letting us do that, man. You're welcome. Pascal, it is now 11.32 p.m. out here in, uh, well, Santa Cruz, which is L.A. time. It's the same. All right. Uh, well, they're asking for the giveaway, Johnny. They want your plastic. Oh, oh, oh! We didn't even. Okay, let's let's see. We got sixty-one entries, you guys. How how do you share the screen on this thing? I can't even. <laughs> hey, Johnny, I'm gonna I'm gonna bail out. I gotta work in the morning. Okay. Adios, amigos. I'll see you guys when I see you. All right. See you later, we'll see man. you, man. Later. later. Take it easy, Mister Grit. See ya. <laughs> okay. Uh, enter studio. Oh yeah, I totally forgot the giveaway. Okay, I'll, let's present. Yeah, this will be for a um, a three D printed guitar pick holder in the shape of a cat that looks like a toaster. Ryan. Okay. I know that sounds weird, but again, Rocket Gear made this. And I don't, it's in my car, so I can't show it to you. But whoever wins this, text me and I will send it to you. Okay. So, and it's, I can't play the uh, drum roll because it's, do you have a drum roll, Ron? No, just, uh, I, you know, well, I do, but not on here now. I just, I just do you have, do you have a, a gong on there? Yeah. We don't, I don't want to hear his crappy ass gong again. It's a Zildjian. It's a Zildjian. Sounds like a toilet flushing. <laughs> the winner is Ian's Guitar Shack. Ian's hey. Guitar Shack. You're the Congratulations, winner. Congratulations, you, Ian. You, ju- you just won a 3D printed uh, uh, cat pick, pick holder that looks like a toaster. Ian's Guitar Shack 3D printed toaster that looks like a cat. Okay, I know that makes no sense. But you won that, so text me. Text my my number. I can't even see. Where's the background of the show? I can't even see the backgrounds. Everything is like messed up. 
All right, there's the phone number right there, 415-952-3263. Text me, and I will send that to you. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you, dude. All right. And then, uh, let's see. Thank you, channel members. Thank you for your continued support for this channel and these shows. You guys are awesome. Look at this. Half an hour average view duration tonight. That's, dude, that's that's bigger than, uh, Wow. You know what that means, Robbie? That means the average viewer tonight has watched for 30 minutes. That's 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 huge. We've been watching nice. for three hours and 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and 45 seconds. Yeah, well, true. <laughs> Thank you, Peggy. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Holly. Skyprop. All of you. I got to say, though, I got to say. Rock on! Rock on, rock on. All right, I'll play you guys. You guys haven't. Good night, everybody. You guys have never seen this video. Check this out. I, I found this the other day. Here's something for you guys to look at. It's, it's like it's like four seconds long. Um, you guys will like this though. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow night for guitar ASMR. Bye bye. Chris Kelly. That way. Chris Kelly. Chris Kelly. Chris Kelly. How are you doing that?